Hey everyone, we know this episode is a little long, but we decided not to split it up because we wanted to see what you, the listener, preferred. So if you could hop on the Facebook page, The Last Ones In, or shoot us an email at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think, we would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Last Ones In, where being late to the party isn't always a bad thing. This week, it's going to be a little interesting. It's only the third movie we're taking a look at here, but it's one that I finally haven't seen, which is kind of a little rare. Yeah, it's actually one that I've seen and you guys have not seen. Yeah, so next to me, we have E. Hello. And then straight ahead of me, we have Robbie. Hello. This time, I get to introduce the movie because I'm the one who has seen it and you guys have not. Yeah. So today, uh, I was actually looking up some movies that we could all possibly watch for the podcast, and I ended up coming across this one on a list. It's a movie called Gattaca. 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 Different movie. No, I don't believe you. Uh, you will. Uh, that, you're thinking of Dog Day Afternoon. I don't think I, that's true. I don't know. I haven't seen either of these movies. <laughs> Gattaca. Gattaca. <laughs> Different movie. Uh, this one was done in 1997. It stars Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and Jude Law, and is a sci-fi flick from late 90s, back whenever, you know... 2010 was the far future in some people's minds it still is the far future perhaps <laughs> you know senile people yeah it's rated pg-13 for brief violent images language and some sexuality uh one of the quote on the back of the movie is a life is a dangerous thing to share as one that one of the last natural beings born into a genetically engineered world vince freeman ethan hawk has none of the pre-ordered dna that will guarantee him success Desperate to realize his dream of exploring space, Vince assumes the identity of a genetic superior athlete, Jude Law, avoiding detection using the athlete's genetic marker. Vincent becomes a rising star in the Gattaca aerospace, attracting the attention of a stunning co-worker, Uma Thurman. But when a flight director is brutally murdered, a clue is left at the crime scene, threatening to shatter Vincent's plan in this riveting sci-fi classic. Okay. And so this is kind of more of a cult classic in a sense, because the movie didn't do so well whenever it first came out, but uh, there are still some people who, you know, enjoy the movie despite it bombing when it first came out. Bombs can be huge. I think probably one of the probably one of the better examples I can think of is We're the Office Space, which is a very different movie, but that was very much a movie back whenever that movie first came out. was not very well received, but is very well known today. Definitely a cult classic. I mean, I, and now that I'm thinking about it, The Thing was actually not well received when it came out, and it did oh, really? poorly in the box office. Oh, yeah. Huh. Very poorly. Uh, that is actually my favorite horror movie of all time. It's is the thing. so good. It's very good. So good. But back then, people just weren't into it. I guess it might have been the same thing with this movie, is that people just weren't into it in 1997. But there is a small group of people. It's considered to be a, a very underrated classic when it comes to sci-fi, at least amongst the crowd of people who like this movie. Well, that's because it's incredibly quotable. Gattaca. Gattaca. It's the same movie, and you can't prove that. It's not. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we could watch the other movie where that actually happens. Actually, let's just watch a different movie so we can just uh, imagine that that's true for yeah, the okay. rest of eternity okay cool <laughs> i had to go out and buy this movie so we can watch it <laughs> stop being selfish Robbie. But yeah that was a very short intro but i guess we will be back i'm actually did, did, did you want to say something else i think i know what this movie's gonna be about okay mm. uh what do you think this movie will be about i think there's gonna be a whole lot of weird shiny inner surfaces there's not gonna be a single alien in sight although there should have been a single alien in sight there's gonna be a weird language that they just make up and it's just in there and they never explain it, but that's apparently just the way they talk. Yeah. I take it you're thinking this off of the sci-fi flicks that you've seen and the tropes that they have in those sci-fi flicks. Yes. Okay. But also when you were reading the back of the box, it sounds like there's a murder in it. 
so I wasn't expecting that portion. I just yeah. thought this would be a weird sci-fi drama. It is a weird sci-fi drama, but they threw a murder mystery in there to kind of just throw a wrench in, into the plot for it. Well, I'll say, I thought I had somewhat of an idea, and then after hearing the back of box, I'm more confused than I was to start with. I'm going to go ahead and take a guess. Uh, two people actually share the same body, and that's why there's a DNA helix on the front of the box. And then... By sharing the same body, they become a superhuman and they get in a spaceship and fly to solve the murder mystery. I think that seems about right. Uh, Jude Law's in it. Who's that? Jude Law is uh, more or less... He's played in a lot of British romantic comedies. Gross. He's a very good actor, though. He is. Him and another British actor, whose name I cannot think of at the moment, played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels of Star Wars. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, or Ewan McGregor. Like, both of them are... Who is currently starring in Doctor Sleep out in theaters right now yeah they're both very much uh they're in a lot of american movies but they're very well-known british actors yeah they're really mm. great doctor sleeps really good by the way is it about a doctor who goes to bed nope oh not even a little bit it's Dang. a sequel it... to the shining yeah i was gonna say oh, that... i haven't seen it either because well i work nights so i don't get to go watch movies with dry anymore <laughs> <laughs> you can't see but there's just a solid tear rolling down my cheek right now yeah, anyways but yeah shaking. i just kind of got like oh this is more or less like a sequel to the shining and like it's kind of the kid going back years later is what I was thinking. It's literally a sequel to The Shining. Years later, Stephen King went back and wrote Dr. Sleep. The only thing is that this isn't a sequel to The Shining, the book. It's a sequel to The Shining, the movie. Because the book and the movie are very, very different, actually. Yeah, I but, heard. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Today we're talking about Gattaca, which Gattaca. Dry, Dry Gattaca. thinks is a very different movie than what it really is. Yeah, so we're about to watch Galaga. Ooh, that <sighs> I hate like both a good of movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yeah, I can't wait till they start shooting down some aliens in rows. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the part where Act 2 comes in and he gets kidnapped by an alien and then he has to shoot the alien down and he gets two ships. Yeah. That's going to be a great part. So I think both of them are in it for a surprise <laughs> when it comes to this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is... Uh... Well, I guess I would say the first one that isn't like a very well-known movie, but I guess Primal Fear wasn't a very well-known movie either. I didn't know it. I yeah, didn't know I, it either. Primal Fear, I think is a f really great movie just because it's an intro to the actor and his career. Right. It's a really good starting off point, but not a lot of people talk about it. And I think that's a shame. And it's kind of the same with this one. Like uh, nobody that's in this movie that I could think of, it's their first starting role right. for the movie. Like all of them were well-known actors by the time this movie came out, but it's not a very well-known movie. And I feel like it has a good storyline to it. And I feel like it's a movie to share. I mean, yeah, it seems like a super 90s-ass movie. It, it has like, Ethan Hawke in it, yeah. so... It has Ethan Hawke. It's Ethan Hawke, from what I can tell, was very into playing kind of weird sci-fi flicks in the 90s. Is and he actually an alien? Ethan Hawke? Yeah, like he's in real life. Oh, that yeah, makes more that's why sense. he's like, it's Hawke, yeah. Uh, man, they had some really good digitizing in the 90s then, if they could get him to look like that. Yeah, lots mm -hmm. of prosthetics, too. Wow. Really amazing. Yeah, mostly prosthetics in the 90s. Mm, that makes sense mm -hmm. so anyways <laughs> moving on uh we're gonna go watch this movie and then we will come right back to talk about it get it cut get it cut all right and we are back from watching the movie i have some thoughts uh, hopefully all of us have a little bit of thoughts about this one i think i have a thought or two well good so, how did you guys like the movie it's pretty good I liked it quite a bit. That's good. Andrea? I hesitantly liked it a lot. Mm. Why hesitantly liked it a lot? I don't know. There were just a few things about it that I didn't really vibe with, I guess. It felt like the era. It kind of was part of the era of sci-fi flicks, cause being a late 90s sci-fi flick. Oh, but... I don't even mean just like the late sci-fi part. I just, 
90s in general has this very weird tone. It feels like it's underproduced and overproduced at the same time, so it looks shiny, but not shiny. I don't know how to explain it. I just don't like the cinematography that the 90s and early 2000s had. Everything felt too fake. And that's kind of fair, especially with the sci-fi flick, though. Yeah, I think but... for in a lot of ways it worked for this movie just because of how it's shot. Yeah, I, I think with like a lot of the things that they did, especially with like the color palette and other things with the movie, it was yeah. just kind of more or less the style to make it seem more gritty. It's definitely like an early version of what we thought the future would look like. Would it was. It, it that. There was a lot of 80s and 90s movies of like, this is what the far off future of 2010 is going to look like mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, I mean, I think in a lot of ways it was way more accurate to what the future would look like. There were a couple things they had. And smartwatches. Yeah, it. it did have both those things. They were both a little bit different than what you would expect now. But yeah, they did ha- definitely have like the smartwatch that people like used as phones. Yeah. But before but, we get too much into it. Yeah. Since this is the spoiler-free section of what we thought about the movie. Yeah, yeah Robbie, why don't you give us your spoiler-free thoughts on it, then E, then I'll go. I liked it. Uh, there were certain aspects of it that kind of threw me off of it because it seemed like it was going to be like this huge sci-fi flick, and then it was also going to be this murder mystery on top of it, and they were supposed to clash together. But, like, it seems like they almost got in each other's way, and it didn't know. Like, sometimes it felt like it wanted to be a murder mystery, but that was somewhat of an afterthought of the movie. For being this, but like the whole movie was basically a thought project and they felt like they just had these other things in there because they felt like they needed to have it in there and it didn't really need to be in there. The whole thought of it was um, the whole genetic superiority thing of the people who are the chosen born and then the ones who are fate born in a sense. And like that was kind of the main idea and it was meant to be a thought project to think of like more of like a new state of prejudice and Stuff like, it, like I said, the, some of the sci-fi stuff of, uh, you know, the main character's wants and needs and then, like, the murder mystery that happens on it and, like, some of the drama that happens because of, of these clashing things and them trying to figure out who he actually is. And it just kind of went against the movie in a sense, but it felt like it's one of those – it's tropes that they felt like they needed to put in the movie. Yeah, I can understand that. I guess it's my turn. Um, Yeah, I like the movie. I think it has some pretty good dialogue. I will say there's a lot that I was just kind of – laughing at and i don't think the movie intended me to be laughing at but <laughs> probably I think not but i think it's probably just like that sense of like this seems like a ridiculous concept and so like you just laugh at ridiculous yeah. concepts well not even that i think some of it's just kind of the campiness that a lot of movies around that era had yes yeah. yes exactly well okay i think there was one part that kind of took me out but like i never felt like it was so ridiculous that i couldn't take anything seriously which is good because I, I feel like I've seen a couple movies where, like, there was just one point I was like, all right, I'm out. Like when we watched Don John? Is that the one that's a porno? It's not a porno. <laughs> it is a very sexually frustrated film to where, about love, yet there's sex in it, and there are clips of porn that you can find online. You but, can find what the porn he was watching. If you looked hard enough, I wouldn't know. Some friend told me. But, yeah, you could A probably, friend of a friend told you? Yeah, I wouldn't look at that stuff. I'm a good person, so... Okay, okay, yeah, it's the porno. So I know which one we're talking about. <laughs> Nevertheless, guess, you like the movie? Yeah, I like the movie. I said that. It was pretty good, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, out of all the 90s movies I've seen, this is definitely up there. I'll it's, it's say not that. Quite, yeah, it's not quite Fight Club, but it's up there. Was Fight Club 90s? Yeah, it was, 99. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's at best number two, then, in okay. that case, unfortunately. but Better than Primal Fear. Was that 90s? That was also yep. 90s. Oh. That was the year before. Hmm. It was 96, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Better than Forrest Gump? I'd have to sit on it a bit. Um, Primal, <laughs> F- Primal Fear, I think, is a bit closer. Forrest Gump probably would be above it. That's fair. Um, Man, this thing I thought was an incredibly specific amount of movies <laughs> apparently was larger than I thought. It's almost like we've only looked I, at movies from the 90s so yeah, far. So far, yeah. 
But out of the 90s sci-fi movies, it's... it's I think out of the 90s sci-fi movies, it is the number one 90s sci-fi movie I've seen right now. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) That's a fair assumption. So I guess we'll kick it off to Dry. I think it's your turn. Yeah. So, like I said, I have some issues with it, with really just the style of filmmaking. I just don't really like how a lot of that looks. Some of the things I did like was the story. The setting was fun. It was a good sci-fi setting. I think it predicted the future pretty well in a lot of ways. But there are a lot of cliches, and like he was saying, there's a bunch of stuff in it that I just didn't like because maybe it was too corny or something like that. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's hard to really put my finger on it. It's just kind of the um, the type of tropes that they had for the 90s that you didn't like. Because the, there were a couple things that, like, you know, like I so said, they did for the grittiness. Like, you know, having a specific, like, Technicolor color palette while slightly angling the camera a little bit to uh, make it seem like it's a bit more gritty whenever something's happening. Yeah, just one or two things in there that just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I think once we get into the spoiler talk, it'll be easy for me to pinpoint. Okay. But if I had to assign a score to it, I would say it's a 6.5. 6.5 going into a solid 7. I would say it's probably about a solid seven for me, though. Like I said, it's not perfect, and there are like little things here and there that I didn't like about the movie. But for the most part, it is a rather solid movie to watch. It is, uh, it's more or less meant to, like I said, a thought project with the storyline that they have of it. And there's a couple tropes that they put in there that I wasn't really too big of a fan of, and that's it. Kind of just threw me out of not so much the immersion of the film, but like it felt like these were subplots that didn't really need to be there but i'd say about a 7 out of 10 maybe 7.5 i quite enjoyed it i might even give it an like 8ish on the scale of whatever scale is 10 i guess yeah, um, we're going off 10s yeah. all right so i was going to say yeah i guess it would be dry it'd be about 6.5 for me it'd be about 7.5 and for e yeah. it'd be about an 8 also, let me let me clarify something. Uh, don't take my numbers super <laughs> seriously because one, they're off the top of my head, and two, I rate things kind of high in general. So it's actually a bad movie, is what you're saying? Maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is nowhere near the masterpiece that is Ed and Eddie's Big Picture Show, unfortunately. Mm. But so few I, things can't. Yeah. Say it. Okay. Well, I right. think with that, we're gonna jump over to the nitty gritty good stuff that you've really come here for. And can, can we do that on podcast? I'm talking about talking about the movie. Oh. Yeah. No, not the violent butt sex. Oh shoot. Mm-hmm. That is for later. I could see how you would be confused though. All right. On to the discussion of the movie in five, four, three, two. <laughs> All right. So this movie does start out with a couple quotes about genetics. And like, I think the one that stuck out to me about it was the one of uh, Mother Nature des- designed us, but she felt like we are. Uh, she felt like we would mess with our own sense of nature to make ourselves better. And like, that's what Mother would want I, with it. And I think that was almost the quote. It was almost a quote. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Are you allowed to paraphrase quotes? <laughs> I think those sure, are pretty sure, highly not? specific. Are they? It was like, yeah. I mean, I don't no, remember yeah, the quote uh, either, was, to be quite like, honest. Because there was, a, like, the quotes that they had was basically uh, dealing with genetics. But, um, yeah, it starts off, both of you guys seemed rather confused at the beginning of that movie because it just starts off with Ethan Hawke, like, sitting naked in, like, an oven, like, scrubbing all of his dead skin cells See, off. See, I was like, and, oh, cool, he's showering, I guess. You realize, like, there's no water. He's just, like, scrubbing himself down. No, I didn't even realize there was no water. I thought he took a shower and then immediately just the shower set on fire after he left. I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah, all right I, thought, I thought it was a weird shower too, actually. <laughs> that was in my notes when we were watching. I was like, weird future shower? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is an interesting future shower. I guess it gets rid I, of any soap suds or whatever those yeah, are called. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess like that's one way to look at it because I guess he does. he is wet whenever he gets out. So it's like he yeah. scrubs himself down. And then he wets himself down, and then it sets itself on fire. But it's more or less like a way to kind of get rid of any loose skin cells or loose hair yeah. that might be on him. Uh, yeah. Keeps his fingernails short, kind of Does- thing. 
Uh, I guess if he's trimming them in there. Yeah, you I mean, guys like, also seem like rather. Conf- yeah, you also seem rather confused whenever he opened up the fridge and there's just like blood and urine stacked in there and like gets a little bit of blood and puts it on like a fake fingerprint. Yeah. That part I was like, okay, yeah, that's clearly like I've never. I actually thought I learned spoiler Anyways, I actually thought they were going to do like finger scans and stuff. Yeah, I thought it, it was finger scan. Like it was a fin- yeah, it was a finger place. scan. But like, uh, if you notice that there's like yeah, it pricks your finger. Yeah, though, it pricks like... your finger. So like, it takes your fingerprint and it draws blood at the same time. But like, yeah. it seemed like it just drew the blood, and I don't know the reason to all to do both really. It's for like that. Uh, so like, going on to further on in the movie, uh, he starts talking about how his name's Jerome, but in reality he's not Jerome, and it starts yeah. going into how he was known as what's called a fate born in the movie, which is someone who is born naturally like you know his parents just had him as a child and it's like and he even says in the quote like 10 fingers 10 toes that's all that really mattered but not anymore right thing and uh it even the one thing i thought that was very interesting about that scene too is like they were originally going to name him anton but then his dad like the very yeah. last second realizing like you know like oh he's going to have these problems growing up that he wants to name vincent instead he doesn't yeah, what want a him prick. To, yeah he doesn't want him to be <laughs> yeah, known as anton an but um how he doesn't want him to be named Vincent. Like he wants him to be named, uh, or no, he wants he, to be named yeah. Vincent, not Anton. But you know, then they have his younger brother who they name Anton, but he's considered to be genetically superior to his older brother. Like he grows taller faster and like, he's not going to have as much problems. Cause they, one thing that they say is that he has like a 99.9% chance of having heart problems. And they feel like our uh, genetics say that he's going to die at the age of 30. Yeah. Vincent, by yeah, the that, way. Vince, that Vincent's Vincent, gonna die. who at this point is pretending to be Jerome. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, we see him walk into the office, and he puts his hand on the check-in, basically, check-in yeah. desk that everybody goes through a security check. It, lo- it looks like those, like, train card things where you just kind of walk past them and flash your ticket, and then yeah. you go on, yeah, but so he pricks first, your finger. Yeah, at first I thought it was just doing a thumbprint check. And then later in the movie, I realized he was doing an, an actual blood ID check with it. Right. But that has to go with, like, you know, them being uh, with the genetics of them, too, because your ID is more or less what's in your cell, what's in your blood cells. It's uh, they can tell who's genetically superior to somebody by scanning their blood really quick. And like all their scanning technology is like meant to decode that super fast. Kind of weird dystopian future in a way, because it's dystopian in the sense that like people are no longer just born. They're designed. Yeah. It's almost like corporate humanity yeah exactly well corporate in the sense that like, more you know, corporate every... than now <laughs> well, somehow more corporate than now yeah but it's more corporate than now but like within the sense of like everybody has to be perfect and like fit inside of this like lego block thing and anyone who doesn't fit is considered to be inferior to everyone else yeah like he keeps getting he keeps calling himself a bunch of things like and, god like, made is one of the things that oh yeah call. god made uh fate born invalid it was one of them <laughs> one that i really hate was <laughs> degenerate yeah <laughs> Oh, it's so terrible. Is De- a, yeah, degenerate, which is so fucking on the nose. I hate it so yeah, much. It's awful. That like, was really And I'm, dumb. I'm sure that's whenever they write in this movie, somebody uh, wrote that down. Like, oh, that's really clever. We should put that in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was just degenerate because then you can, like, factor it out yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like that double entendre of, like, you know, it's it's a degenerate, but it's because they're genes. Yeah, so like, they put genes into degenerate kind of thing. I hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't just, like, make up a name, too. Just, like, I don't know, just something that's not even a real thing in real life. Yeah, so, like, one of the things that I was saying that I predicted beforehand is that they were going to have their own stupid, dumb language. And they didn't have that. They just had a bunch of different ways to say that someone was bad at being alive. Yeah. Well, the fact that someone was born without uh, being genetically modified before they were being born, like, that makes them lesser of a person. They even say it towards the beginning of the movie whenever he 
finds out that he can't get a good job because of his genetics. They're saying it's a new kind of prejudice in the system that no longer has to do with your race or your color or where you grew up or anything like that. It just has to do with uh, whether or not you're actually designed instead of just naturally born. Yeah, which goes into what I think the movie does really well, actually, is a huge descriptor of classism. Yeah. Because that's entirely what it is. Like, the first job that he gets whenever he's an adult is being a janitor because of his art condition. That's all people will give him because they don't want people who are going to live long or have yeah. great genes to be anything else but people who pick up after each other. And you just see, like, this subclass of people, of janitors that are wheeled into the office and they're like, go clean, go do your thing. And, like, I don't know. It's so just, just talked down to the entire time? Yeah, just basically treated like horrible yeah. shit. Just, just because of some horrible DNA thing. Well, it's not even, like, a horrible DNA thing. It's just, like, natural DNA compared to, like, a designer DNA. Well, to be fair, Vincent had horrible DNA. Like, he had the heart condition thing. He had, like, four other conditions that Uh, they listed off at the start. Yeah, it was uh, the heart condition. Uh, They said that he was going to have sight problems, which he does wear glasses. Yeah. Naturally, throughout the movie, Uh, there were a couple other things that they said, but... Left-handed, which is apparently seen as a terrible thing in this universe. I mean, being left-handed does make you less of a person, Robbie. Drya Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that they did point out is because uh, he's like, oh, I guess uh, it's like, of course you're right-handed. They're not gonna uh, design someone to be or to be left-handed. Like, why? Why would they want to do that kind of thing? But it's also a sense of classism. Like, I haven't had to deal with that being a left-handed person, but uh, I knew a lot of people who grew up in the '60s and '70s who had to deal with that. Like, yeah, where you get freaking they would, whipped. Yeah, like they would actually get their knuckles wrapped with a ruler because they wrote left-handed. I think because it was considered to be unnatural and people just didn't like it because it was different. Well, Which, they're right. That reminds me, despite the big, like, race and all that doesn't matter, it is surprisingly a lot of, like, really white males yeah. and everything, and that might yeah. have just been the time of the movie. I like, mean, yeah, I the 90s were filled with just a bunch of white people. Yeah, like, they did have a couple black actors in there, too, yeah, but they were just like, kind of, like, they just kind of, like, went into the scenery. Yeah. yeah. Well, not all of them. Uh, the doctor at the beginning that said like, "Oh, we can genetic or make your yeah. second child genetically yeah, superior to your first child." He was black. Uh, one of the guys I was connect- collecting DNA later on in the movie, he was also black. But yeah. Like, uh, it was like a mix of people. Like, when uh, um, since we're jumping like way further into it and talking about like some of the people who are degenerates, I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, fucking hate it. Uh, like it was just like a whole mix of people. Like, and that's the thing that they kind of showed is like. Everyone who was genetically superior, like, all of them were roughly around the same height. All of them were roughly around the same skin color. All of them... Blue eyes. Yeah, all of them had, like, blue eyes and, like, uh, somewhat fair skin. Uh, yeah. They're all roughly around the same body type kind yeah. of thing. But I think like, that they did that on purpose to show, like, you know, since they're designed to be that way, like, they're all going to fit within this square of, like, they're all this height... Like, they're all six feet tall. They're all, like, you know, less than 10% body fat. Therefore, they're all going to be... Like, they all have this much muscle mass. Therefore, they're all going to be roughly around this size Which, of person. bringing up, like, the whole muscle mass thing, the dude who runs where they work at, like, Future NASA... I don't remember... Do they mention the company name? Uh, the company name is Gattaca. Gattaca! <laughs> also, okay, I'm going to get back to that. Yeah. The thing that I hate, the guy who runs Gattaca, apparently just doesn't have good genes because he's a balding old fat man. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel like if you're the best of the best when you're old, you still won't be balding and fat, right? You should be better. In well, some case, well, it's one thing that they said too is uh, that they tried to say is that the baby will still be the baby. It's just like the best version of that baby. And that so like that guy just happened to be the best version of that guy, which means that like even though they're designed to be better than somebody else, like they're still going to have their small flaws, which – Going on to the movie, like, later, since we're jumping from point to point, it's one thing that uh, the real Jerome, because 
uh, Vincent becoming this janitor in the movie, um, working at Gattaca, he wants to become an astronaut. He wants to go and uh, visit the planets and see the stars are up there with him. But since he, he doesn't fit this genetic code, they'll never hire him for that. But he ends up finding a man. He never really says how he finds him. He's just like, oh, I didn't find him in the yellow books. Like basically saying that he had to go through connections and different mirrors to find this guy who he basically finds people who had this genetic code and like are genetically superior. That something happened to them. And he more or less sells their identity to people. Probably my favorite term that they use of those people are the fate-born ones. Yeah, he basically finds everything off of a DNA black market, pretty much. More or less, yeah. yeah. And uh, instead of being Vincent, he ends up becoming Jerome, who was once an athlete who ended up getting... Yeah, they say he was hit by a car and it broke his lower back, so now he's just bound in a wheelchair and he can't do anything. During this time, like uh, whenever they're talking about him, they're like, getting him prepared, because like, one thing that they have to do to him is... Uh, well, they have to do a couple things. Like They make his hair... They cut his hair to be exactly the same. They give him these special contacts... To where, like, his eyes will look exactly the same. Uh, they don't really show that they rearrange his teeth, but they kind of... Show know. him poking at the teeth. Poking at the teeth yeah. and doing, like, some whitening stuff to it. Yeah. But there's that, and, like, at the very end, they say, like, oh, well, you're 5'11". They say that Jerome was six foot one before the accident, so they actually lengthen his legs, in a sense. Like, they don't really go into too much detail with that, but more or less, like, they... Probably because that makes no sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, how do you even do that? I'm guessing, like, my guess is they probably just, like, replaced his bones, like, titanium rods that were longer or something. But it shows, like, through the recovery process of that, too. Uh, The real Jerome is talking to to Vincent, and he's he's showing him a silver medal that he got in the Olympics, saying that, like, even with all this genetic testing that he had, that he was still only second best, showing that, like, even though they're designed to be better, there's still going to be other ones who are better than them, in a sense, which kind of goes into this whole big other philosophy in it of, like, uh, even if you design someone to be superior to somebody else it doesn't automatically mean that they will be which him be winning silver medals even though he was designed to be the best shows that it's not always going to be the case yeah the fact that they apparently still have the olympics and all that seems kind of fucked up <laughs> because basically it would only be whatever countries have this ability to do the testing stuff more or less and that's actually also somewhat of a real thing but that's more or less with like people who do doping in real life and do steroids yeah but that's and illegal so like it is illegal but it's it still gives them like you know genetic advantage but those people don't always win either i i feel like it could have not been the i think they because they say it was the olympics right they don't say okay. out loud it was the olympics, olympics he just exactly. yeah they it's don't exactly okay, okay. say the olympics it's more or less that they just say, like, he just shows a silver medal that he won in a race kind of thing. Even though he was born to be the best, he was he was only second best. It was best. swimming, wasn't it? No, it was, uh, it was running, wasn't it? Because, like, he's swimming in the... For no, 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 that's Vincent. That's Vincent and Anton. Because it shows early in their childhood yeah, that I know they that. played a version of chicken where they would go out or see who could swim further out in the ocean. And uh, how Anton, because he was genetically superior, always beat Vincent. Until one day that Vincent decided that or he had enough and he just uh, pushed past what he felt was past his limits and he kept on swimming and kept on swimming and got past Anton and then Anton almost drowned in the ocean and then he had to actually go swim back and save his what was supposed to be his genetically superior brother and that's whenever he realized that like just because he uh, wasn't designed to be better than anyone else doesn't mean that he couldn't be better than anyone else and like that was kind of his inspiration to that like maybe I can do this is because I beat someone who is genetically dispositioned to beat me but i still beat him I, it's not that important yeah it's not if super it's a race or a I, swim. I feel like yeah that whole swimming in the ocean chicken scene was more important than him saying that but like it's still somewhat important for him like 
showing that like are uh, even though he's like bitter that he's in a are uh, that he's now in a wheelchair like he was probably bitter even back then because he felt like he should have been better than what he really yeah. was yeah well, no matter what it always seemed like actual jerome not vincent plain jerome but actual jerome yeah always felt like no matter what happened to him he was always going to feel like he was supposed to be more superior because right. people told him his whole life he was supposed to be more superior yeah which i that's kind of part of the movie is just like basically every superior person is just of super full of himself constantly yeah, yeah. it kind of shows what happens when you kind of feed people like that ego and they like a lot of them technically fail at the at a point like some of them don't get to go into space yeah just because they're designed to be able to do it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do it yeah and that's one thing that they say about with uh, jerome why they chose him to be that is because they felt um genetically he was the most likely candidate to be shot up into space the only thing that he was missing was the desire to actually go up into space yeah and legs at a point and legs, and legs at a point but even before then i'm guessing he didn't really he's just like yeah i don't care yeah, but he also had that attitude about a whole lot of things in that movie. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like yeah. it, he was clearly depressed, he depressed was. and alcoholic, which is something that he fights through through the whole movie. In the background, it's not brought up as a serious thing ever. No, but it, well, the, I think the most serious it's brought up is like his whenever he has his interview, and he's supposed to do a, or a piss test for the interview. He goes and he tests the urine, and like three out of the four urine vials that he tries out, all of them have like so much alcohol in it that it's actually causing the test to fail. Yeah, with one of the pouches that he has to collect, and he's like, this one is more vodka than it is urine. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like, well, try Friday. Uh, Friday should be uh, should be clean. I'm up to, up to Wednesday now. It's like, oh, well, Wednesday's definitely clean then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't know. <laughs> but that's the most serious that it ever gets is that point, and that's even used for comedy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I find it interesting because, like, when they were listing all the things that are going to be wrong with Vincent, two of the things are that they say he's going to be, he had like a 60% chance of alcoholism and a 40% chance of depression. And, and he doesn't the, have either of those really. Yeah. Yeah. And the person who is supposed to be genetically superior has both of those basically. That's something I actually didn't even really think about. Cause yeah, they did say that cause it was like 40% chance of having depression, uh 60% chance of being an alcoholic, 99% chance of heart failure. Which the heart failure is definitely coming for him, though. Yeah. Well, they they always say that it is, but that's also, like, another point since we're... I'm trying to move uh, in a yeah. linear Well, we're still kind of doing linear. Like, we keep going back, like, yeah. the piss interview but, stuff. Anyway, well, then again, this movie doesn't go very linear either. Because, yeah. like, the one thing that happens is, uh, a mur- like, a murder happens at Gattaca. 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 There's not a... There's no... They don't chant it once. In the whole movie, they don't chant Gattaca. It's a different movie. I know. Well, we not. didn't stay after the credits, so maybe that's the after credits scene. Yeah, maybe that's the after credits scene. God damn it. It's just chanting Gattaca. God damn it. You're right. We need to go back and watch that after this. <laughs> Anyways, because um, at the very beginning of the movie, like, it just, while he's describing, like, that Jerome is a perfect candidate to go up to the moon Titan, which is one of the moon, are, they feel, like, for the longest time, like, I think since, like, the 30s or 40s, they said that the... Uh, moon Titan on Jupiter is the most Earth-like moon, or moon that they have there. So, like, if we were going to fly anywhere, it would probably be probably be there to like see if it's actually possible to um, sustain human life. Uh, th- this has been a trope. I remember reading a book a long time ago that was written, I think, in the 1940s. Well, that, and Titan uh, just has also, the coolest it, it, it take, name. Yeah, I was going to say, real. and it takes pl- it takes place on Titan. But they've said for the longest time that Titan is the most Earth-like of are all, all of Jupiter's moons. And so, like, he wants to fly to Titan, but like. As he's, like, doing this whole monologue of, like, how Jerome is the one who was was meant to go on this trip, but he's not Jerome. 
uh, everyone goes up to the director's office and there's just like a, a puddle of blood that's sitting there. Right. Everyone doesn't seem freaked out about it. They seem fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. But like, I think that's probably part of the whole um, being genetically superior is like, it seems like they just don't show as much emotion as everyone else does. They don't seem to care about anything, really. No. no. But they also yeah. like point out like it's almost like it's a like it's a bad thing because even whenever somebody does like do something emotional, like they just point it out to them and like, oh, like you probably shouldn't be doing that kind of sense. Like towards the beginning of the movie, God, I can't remember her name now. Even uh, Uma Thurman's character, Linda. I've just made that up. Don't trust Linda? that. I feel like it's Eileen. I thought it was Ethel. It's not Ethel. I can guarantee <laughs> that. Is that a, that is a grandma's name. name. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like. Uh, he's walked because like uh, one thing about Ethan Hawke's character is he's always looking up as the, the space shuttles are flying off and she asked him if he's excited about it and he's just like oh, I'll let you know in a week and she's just like if you don't want to seem like you're excited about it then maybe you should stop looking up at the or looking up at the ships every single time they fly off and, and he thinking, like, still does yeah and he still does but it's like every single time someone does something that, where they show like they're even mildly excited about something someone's like oh like well maybe you shouldn't be doing that kind of attitude Anyways, this murder happens there, and, like, the one thing that I actually really liked about the detectives in this movie is, like, all of them are dressed like 1930s detectives. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Which, another thing about that, one of the de- uh, one of the detectives is black, too, but you see him for literally, like, two seconds. Yeah. At, like, the beginning of the murder scene, and, like, he happens to be the one, like, whenever they use, like, these... Everybody has these little mini vacuums everywhere. Yeah, they have these little mini vacuums to, like, look clean like their desk. electric and... toothbrushes. Yeah, I actually wish that those were around. Yeah, those, those seem cool. awesome. But anyways, like, yeah, like, uh, when they're collecting up, like, DNA to see if they can find out anyone, like, who might have done the murder, they end up finding some of his DNA with, like, this little miniature vacuum. And so, the, uh, like, they automatically think, like, oh, he's, uh, they keep on calling him an invalid because he, uh, he's not genetically superior and also he's not supposed to be there because, like, he worked there as a janitor once and then he just kind of disappeared and no one knew what yeah. happened to him. And yeah. since he was an invalid, no one actually looked him in the face long enough to recognize that he's now Jerome. But with that one, like, they automatically assume it's him because he wasn't supposed to be there to begin with. So, like, he's just automatically the, the prime suspect. Yeah. Like, when you watch him, like, it just, like, scrolls through every person and then stops immediately when it sees an invalid. Like it does. That's yeah. just how their system works. And I think it was like quickly scanning. Like all right, like they work this day, they work this day, they mm-hmm. work this day. Like and like this one, it's kind of like a real program. Like if something pops up that's not supposed to be there, uh, then it'll just stop the program right there. And if he wasn't supposed to be there that day because he was once a janitor who no longer works there, so he's probably still in their system, but just not as someone who's supposed to be there that day. It just stopped on him. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, like, I guess a good example, since I work in machining, uh, with the CNC program, if, like, something doesn't add up the way it's supposed to, it will stop the machine because it'll keep it from crashing. It's probably the same kind of thing, so it's not too far-fetched to think that, like, it well, may have stopped racist. on him. It is more racist. More racist, yeah. Or more classist. classist. Yeah, because, oh. like, it's not so much... Racism is no longer a thing in this, right, just right. only classism, so it's, Supposedly. Like, yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. But it's... I think that's kind of, like, the whole idea of that is, like, whenever... Uh, racism is no longer a thing. People are still going to find a reason to hate each other, whether it's the color of their eyes or whether or not they can actually run fast or faster than somebody or not, or whether they're smarter than somebody else. Like, so there's always going to be a, a layer of prejudice. And in this case, it's classism through genetics. Yeah, because humans are just garbage, and they always have to feel superior to somebody all the time, always. Yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much the genetic, the chosen born, I think is what they call them, is they always feel like they're superior to the invalids are the yeah. fate are the fate born ones because he's this invalid and he wasn't supposed to be there. He's automatically the prime suspect. And like he, on, he's constantly seeing his wanted poster up at work because they're like, we're looking for this guy. 
And so, like, he's constantly freaking out, thinking, like, oh, they're going to recognize me. And, like, even Jerome's like, don't worry. Like, they're not going to recognize you because I don't even recognize you anymore. Even though, like, they even say in the movie, Jerome and Vincent do not look anything alike. And even after he does his transformation, they still don't look anything alike. But because nobody really cares enough to, like, what he looked like before, like, they just automatically assume, like, oh, yeah, that's him. And, like, even the guy who does, like, the black market DNA stuff says, like, it doesn't really matter. You can put my name on your DNA, t- or you can put my name on your tag and no one would or know the difference. Which does remind, when do those pictures get taken then? Like, like that's mean, a good, I, oh, oh uh, the pictures that they keep showing for yeah, the like, thing? When they show My stuff. guess would be, especially with like kind of the job that I'm working now, uh, I'm guessing it's like whenever they start working there because like the place I work at, they, we have ID tags there too. But like, and your picture's up on that ID well, tag. Wait, so. no. He brings up a good point actually because he still uses the ID of Jerome. Vincent right. does whenever he's doing everything, but he has Jerome's actual picture. I think, and so if you does... look at Jerome's picture too, if you like take a good look at it, it almost looks like it's photoshopped, like to where it's not an exact yeah, copy, I mean... but it looks close enough. Yes, but like he still has to go in and get that taken. Like, <laughs> when, maybe he, like, maybe like, where does yeah. it set up? Like, when do how often do they have to get their ID taken? Yeah, because like question. the biggest thing that brought me is like we Vince... found a flaw. We found a flaw. <laughs> Vincent's picture looks really up to date. Like it, the one for and Vincent yet... who hasn't existed for five years almost. Looks like it was taken a couple days ago. Yeah. And the one for Jerome looks like Jerome. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, like I said, it looks like Jerome, but, like, weirdly photoshopped because, like, one good example, like, the he has, like, way higher cheekbones and, like, a more defined chin than Jude Law actually does have. So, like, like it's 15% handsomer. Yeah. But, like, I think that kind of goes with, like, the sense of him saying, like, no one's really going to pay that much attention to your ID. Yeah. And, like, to show that, like, they have an actual picture of him around there. And they still don't recognize him shows, like, the fact that no one's really paying attention to what he actually looks like. They're just paying attention to the DNA, which, if you notice that, like, that's what they're always, they're constantly doing is they're constantly... When the detectives are trying to find this invalid, they're just constantly swabbing people for their DNA. They're not looking at the person. They're not asking yeah. them questions. They're just taking DNA from them. Also, they're doing that very badly, I might add. Like, yeah. <laughs> at one point, like, they're Vincent's, like, coming back from a date with someone. Yeah. And, like, there's detectives everywhere, and they're doing, like, cheek swabs, and he's like, oh, no, uh, I just kissed this girl. You can't do the cheek swab. I, I don't think it was a kiss that he was talking about when he well, was, he like, said, like, saliva. He, yeah, he said, I don't want – you don't want a contaminated swab. Well, like, probably. that's kind of what I think he was implying. Kind of, I think he's he implying not. that he went down on her. Yeah, you don't want a contaminated swab, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, fairly, my just – I'm just too innocent – to understand any sex stuff, I just assumed that they meant saliva would be mixed together. Maybe, but I think uh, there's enough ambiguity there. Yeah, I think to where could... once again, double entendres of yeah, just sure. like you, you don't want a contaminated swab if you know what I mean. Kind honk, of thing. honk, like, hee hee, yeah. No, I don't know what you mean. Please swab your mouth. He's like, I, uh, I, uh, 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 I, li- I licked her vagina. <laughs> oh, you should have said that in the first place. Oh, that's gross. That's right. Yeah, no. Here, now we need two swabs. <laughs> Yeah, going back to the plot. Where were we? Uh, uh, detective, yeah, detectives. The detectives find his DNA. They're looking for him because he just wasn't supposed to be there that day. But, like, the detectives, like, while they're looking for him, there's, like, this very small subplot. Like, if you just go for, through the detectives version of the story, this movie would probably be, like, ten minutes long. And almost boring. I like the detectives a lot, actually. I like the older detective in it. Yeah, because he's the one who kept on saying, like, maybe we should try this instead. And they keep on saying, like, no, we need to find this invalid. Like, he, like he, this guy has to be the killer because he's the one who wasn't supposed to be here. He's our, he's not superior, blah, 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 blah. Like, it has to be him kind of thing. And he keeps on thinking, like, well, maybe not. Maybe we should try this instead. 
or we should question other people. And like, he questions one of the other higher ups and like the only thing that the other higher up has to say about him that he wasn't the thing is like, Oh, if you check my genetic genetics, like there's not a single violent bone in my body. Like you can yeah. tell by, or you can tell by my DNA. And I think like, apparently that's a, is a thing you can do in this universe. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. real, but they try to make it seem that way of like, Oh yeah, this guy's going to have so much violent tendencies because his, gen- or his genetic code says so. Well, yeah. Cause they bring that up. Like, a, they, yeah, they bring that up a lot. Apparently violence is in your genes. He brings up another good point here. I really kind of hate how they keep bringing up that it's not in my genes, it's not my genes, it's not my DNA. Yeah. But, but I think the entire the mo- movie is just about how actually it's not really in your DNA. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And the all the And I think that's kind of what they're are... yeah, I think that's what they're trying to say to begin with is like people keep on saying like, "Oh, well it's not in my DNA to do this kind of thing," but your choices that you make in life don't really affect are aren't really affected by your genetic code kind of thing like you don't have a genetic disposition to do this or that, which is what Ethan Hawke's character keeps on, tra- or Vincent keeps on trying to do this entire time. Cause like, it's not in his genetic code to go to space because he doesn't have the heart for it. He's, he should have died uh, a couple years ago. Uh, he should have like all this stuff should have happened to him. He shouldn't be able to get yeah. to this point in his life, but he did get to this point in his life. Even if he had to lie about it kind of thing. And so like, even though they believe like, Oh, it's in my genetic, I'm genetically superior. Like th- it's in my code to do this thing. Like he's, the only one that's saying like maybe that's not how it or how it's really supposed to go in a sense but like they keep on arguing that too and like that's what the uh i want to say it was the director but the i want to say the director was yeah the directors of the operation to go to the moon titan he was the one who got murdered and like the other guy uh supervisor let's call him yeah which i don't know if he has a name mr supervisor Actually, I think they just keep calling him director. Yeah, was, well, I thought was director was the one who was killed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I might have been getting him confused. Maybe but, I don't know. I don't but know. Yeah, the director of it. Um, basically, the director's higher up, like, uh, was the one who killed me. Or uh, and they asked the director once, and like that was his uh, only alibi. Is like, oh, like I was, or uh, like I don't have a single violent bone in my body. You can check my DNA for that one. And then yeah. like, uh, there's all these other people. Like, uh, whenever they ask Uma Thurman's character about it too, like, uh, she even says like, oh, like I was alone that day kind of thing and it wasn't yeah. even like a valid yeah. and alibi. the detective not missing a beat i don't believe yeah, that even in the future <laughs> you can't escape sexual harassment because yeah. the tech she's like i was alone that day <laughs> i find that hard to believe and i'm pretty sure she was in fact alone yeah yeah she was alone so. but i just like how that's a, a valid alibi apparently it's mm-hmm. just i was alone well if you were alone and nobody can vouch for you you must not have killed this person which also i think you're right her name is irene in the movie <laughs> I did not say Irene. No. That was I said Eileen. We none of us were right. We were all a little close, though. I don't even. I re- was the most off. I don't even remember what I said, to be quite honest. <laughs> Anyways, all I know is Ethel was really far off. Yeah, I was really far off with <laughs> yeah, that one. The null. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, but despite nobody having a good alibi to say like I didn't kill this man, they're still looking for this other person who, just because he doesn't fit within the puzzle piece of uh, of Gattaca he's automatically the prime suspect kind of thing. And like a lot of the detectives is just them looking for him and like spending all this time and resource looking for him, even though like the real killer is just right underneath their nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like at one point, I think this is basically in the next part. So it lines up But at one point. They're like, have all these invalids like lined up on a wall. And that's what I was saying before about like, uh, they literally just got like a whole bunch of invalids and like, where they would gather up like a bunch of homeless people and like started questioning them and taking their DNA to see if they might be the killer. And like, it's just like a whole bunch of scared homeless people just like up against a wall. And like, that's why I was saying, like, if you notice that, like all of the people who are the 
chosen born like all of them kind of like they look they're roughly about the same height they're roughly about the same build they have the same amount of fat and the same amount of muscle and like you look at all these invalids that are up against this wall and there's short ones and there's tall ones and there's fat ones and there's skinny ones and there's white ones and there's black ones and there's old ones and young ones and like there's like One a whole fish, mix two of people. fish yeah. red fish blue fish exactly i will not eat it on a boat i will not eat it in a box different different book uh, okay and that was actually even during that, like, uh, there's a couple different things that happen too. Like whenever they get stopped in the middle of a highway and like they're scanning or, you know, scanning people to see if they can find this guy. And like, he has to take out his contacts because like they're using this ultraviolet light on people's eyes to make sure that they're not hiding their real eyes. Is that what he did? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's I why thought he, he just dropped that, his contacts. No, like he, like, that's why he does this with his eyes and like kind of pushes his eyes together. Okay. He, like, that he was, explains like, a lot. I was yeah. like, why is he, why would you ever need to do, to take out to like touch your eyeballs you when you're just like I think he's like violently just rubbing his eyes I thought he was like Ugh. and then he accidentally had his contacts and he's like whoops how would you do that I don't know that's why I'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> yeah even like to be as someone who actually has worn contacts before too I can say like that contacts don't work that way but like that whole scene was like meant to say like oh like he He's not hiding his eyes anymore, but like, cause like, if they would have looked at his eyes or underneath that ultraviolet with the contacts, he would have noticed like, oh, you're wearing contacts. Like, you might be the person. And like, the whole thing with the cheek swab too. Like, he couldn't just like pour that guy's DNA or DNA in his mouth and like all of a sudden like, oh, like it, like this is Jerome kind of thing. And that's why I don't know. The... They are pretty. The detectives are pretty dang dumb. Yeah, uh, they're real stupid. Like, what did they use instead of the cheek swab? Like a blood, the finger prick. Yeah, they used the fingerprint thing because he had the, like, he had the finger prepared. He didn't have the cheek swab. Prepared. I don't know if you guys noticed. It tells you the eye color in that, and they could have looked at. I know he was like looking away, but that's very suspicious. Yeah. First off, yeah. But he has brown eyes when the thing says he has blue eyes. There's, <laughs> yeah. The detectives are just bad. Yeah, yeah. They're all really terrible they're all really terrible they're all very classist yeah, except for one there's one good detective which is the one who's like stop trying to find the like yeah, invalids maybe, yeah. you freaking maybe we're not idiots. looking maybe we're looking for the wrong guy maybe we should be looking elsewhere and then everyone's like no no it has to be has to be the guy it has to be the degenerate yes but like even then like uh later on like during that scene like um uh, whenever she's like i want to show you something and she crosses a busy highway and like he has to cross a busy highway while basically being blind just a frogger that okay shit. also so i think i said that it was one part that almost took out the movie it was that part why would you ev- why would you ever cross a busy highway for any reason i don't care if you can see there's no reason to be crossing this busy highway they go to like a lab and there's probably a parking lot why are you crossing the busy highway would you ever say that to the chicken e yes Actually, that's the only thing you say to the chicken. Yeah, you mind. ask him, why did why you Why are cross? you doing that? Why you chicken? Did you ch- <laughs> and the chicken never answers because he never makes it to the other side. Anyways. Yeah, sorry. I just, <laughs> but uh, I whenever they get to their destination, and, like, you know, it's like it kind of ensues that they spent the entire night, like, walking across what we're guessing were solar panels, but they were, like, weirdly curved. They were curved, and they looked actually just like mirrors. Yeah. But it also looked like what modern-day solar panel fields are like. But, but less useful. Less useful because they're curved. I mean, we might have to actually look up to see what the hell that field was. Cause, like, if it was meant to be like some stupid sci-fi of like, oh, curved uh, solar panels are better for the environment or whatever, or if it was like actually something else, like it might like it may have well actually just been like satellites that are bouncing back and forth between space. Because like, yeah, it could have been. It yeah. actually because like it, it doesn't so much say, but it ends that like they're constantly flying up to space. Yeah, in this what, twelve in this every day. Yeah, twelve launches every single day. Yeah. Or so more. it may have just or been more. like a whole bunch of satellites bouncing our info back and forth between astronauts and people, where, or back down on Earth. Where are they going every day? 
That's a good question. It never really says uh, that. And we so, never see anybody get back. Yeah. Well, everyone takes a year. The, I was going to say, the in, in, and they said this is the first time in 70 years they were Well, no, they're saying to... this is the only only time in 70 years that they'd be able to make a accurate flight to... Uh, oh, Triton. To, to Titan, yeah. Titan. Not not <laughs> Triton. That's the But I'm that's guessing they Titans. probably go otherwhere in space, but it never really, like, you never really leave Earth in the movie. No, I just wish that we would have seen what would come back. Or right. do they ever come back? Uh, is it just that's a, a good question, thing? too. Yeah, it never says that they come back. It just kind of insists that they do. It, in your imagination, like, I guess, it's like, oh, yeah, they come back. Because, like, it's it's a year-long mission, so they'll be back, back in a year. But it never really says whether they are coming back or not. Yeah. I, also, I feel like a trip to Titan is not a year-long mission. I think that's, like, eight at least. Probably longer no. than eight. I mean, it is the future, so future maybe. Rockets. They don't even have to have spacesuits, yeah. <laughs> That's getting way ahead, though. Yeah, yeah that is getting way ahead. Anyways, um, there is, like, this whole murder mystery, but, like, it just seems kind of like a, like I said, that's one of those things that feels secondary about it. Like, the only reason that they had this murder mystery that's going on is to try to say, like, oh, like, he might get caught as being an invalid amongst these superior, gen- or genetically superior beings. Yeah. And, like, he, he does everything he can to try to hide it from you know, wearing those contacts to having a fake blood patch underneath the finger or a fake fingerprint to having a bag of urine strapped to his leg. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So early in the movie, he goes and he's getting his urine tested from the doctor and he like, he just starts, he just standing right in front of the doctor. He whips his dick out and he starts peeing. He's like, never gun shy, huh? <laughs> what a great member you have there though. I don't blame you for not being gun shy. Yeah. He's just ba- through the whole movie. This doctor, he talks to him a bunch actually. And his whole thing, the entire movie is like, you got a great dick, kid. No, he that, says two things. You got a great dick, and have I told you about my son yet? Yeah, that's all he does. <laughs> which is really weird for him to associate those two things. I they might be guess. separate things, but you don't talk about someone else's dick and your own son in the same. It, it, it doesn't bode well. Yeah, you don't just go like, Unless wow, you have a great feature. dick. By the way, I have a son. Did you, uh, did you know I have a son? Look at that dick of yours. That's, that my reminds- son, he wants to work here. He wants to work here with that great dick of yours. Hey God, wait, you, you can just change genes in this universe, right? Why would having a big dick be, like, strange? Yeah, that should just be the thing. Yeah, like, who's going to want to be like, oh, no, give my son a small dick. Give my son a small dick. He needs to be a little humble. Well, it's uh, it, it's one of those things that actually say at the beginning of the movie, too, because, like, whenever he's going on about how great his dick is, he's just like, yeah, I wish my parents would have uh, coated me with a dick like or that big. Right, so, like, his parents are just like, nah, small dick. This one gets a small dick. <laughs> Like maybe some people being medium size, I could see like some like oh yeah, this guy's like six inches, and then someone's like, nah, give my son ten or something. But like, this guy needs. What is this universe? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just weird genetic problem. Well, then again, like it also seems like another thing that happens in the movie, which kind of jumping forward a little bit was um, whenever they genetically encode those our children at birth, I think they have a specific idea of what they want them to be. Like with Jerome, he was meant to be an athlete. Cause and that's why he, that's why he uh, made such a big deal about being in second place. But later on in the movie, they go to that piano concert with that guy that has twelve fingers, and he mm-hmm. plays a piece that you can only play if you have twelve fingers. So that guy was genetically modified to be mus- like one of the best musicians in the world, basically. And like to they had to possibly gen- good, yes, yeah, to be impossibly good. Like so, so much so that someone with ten fingers could not play his music. Yeah. Yeah, but also, why stop at 12 at that point? Why not give him 14, not 20 fingers? Yeah, where's the limit? (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, some things are a little silly. Anyway, so back, we are at, they just did the highway. Yeah, they just did the highway, but, like, uh, anyways, at that field, whether it was satellites or solar panels or whatever it was, uh, she actually makes, or she just, like, says really quick, like, huh, I thought you had a different eye color. 
Yeah, she, As if she's she like, notices that, yeah. but the fucking detectives don't. Right. Well, she is in sunlight, whereas the detectives were under a bridge, which is clearly where you need to. They're under do a bridge that. with UV. Yeah, they're under a bridge with UV lights. Which, then again, that's also another thing. Like, I don't know what blue lights compared to or blue eyes compared to brown eyes look like under a UV light either. Not the same, I imagine. Yeah, so but I don't think they were looking for color. that too. Like, I think part of that, like, since I'm trying to defend the detectives now for some reason, um, it um, probably would be like you know you look at so many eyes and like eventually like you're not caring about the color. You're just like. You're looking to see if they're we- if they're trying to hide their eyes, like they're wearing contacts. Which like he was. Yeah, he was yeah. wearing contacts. That's <laughs> no, he, he was try- super trying to hide his eyes. Yeah. Like again, but like, he's, but like it's always been in the whole movie. They don't care about what they look like. They yeah. look directly at his face in a picture of what he's supposed to look like, and they don't care. All anybody's ever looking at is DNA. Right. Yeah. Going from that, and then like yeah, it goes to like the um. There's that piano concert, which the only thing that they really talk about was his fingers afterwards and how it's impossible for somebody with ten fingers to play what that guy just played. And then goes back to Gattaca, wherever he's worried that they're going to find him, but there's detectives everywhere. Another thing that he does to try to hide who he was is, like, they do a running test to see who actually has a good enough heart to mm-hmm. make it to, tight, or to tighten him back. And so they have this running test, and, like, people who don't have a good enough heart, they just go ahead and let go. And so, like, he takes Jude Law, uh, like, wheeling his ass off on this treadmill... And he records and, his heart yeah, rate? Yeah, he, he records his yeah. heart rate as he's, like, or as he's pushing himself physically. So that way it would uh, look good on him, like, because that's what Jerome's heartbeat would, lo- would look like. Also, <clears> this <throat> system's incredibly flawed, clearly, because yeah, he just he was re- able to changed it. it. Yeah, he just, like, <laughs> he just changed it really quick without anyone even noticing. Like, yeah, but that's another thing that I was thinking about. He's, like, all when he's making him record his workout and his heartbeat, he goes in, he's like, how much do you need? Oh, I just need 20 minutes. Yeah. So he goes in, he swaps out the one that they gave him for another one, and he puts that on, and he's doing his thing, and the 20 minutes run out, and they just get his heartbeat again, yeah. but he switched them out, so why would they have that one in the first place? The only thing I could think of is it might have been, like, the idea of, like, switching out a record, or switching out a live video feed with a recorded video feed, only within a heartbeat monitor, but towards the end of that recorded feed, like, it goes back to a live yeah. feed. It, it doesn't like, make a lot of sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the movie's not perfectly flawless or anything like, like that like i think yeah. it was just some things that they i think there's certain things like that that they added just to add a little bit of extra drama to yeah the movie. some tension and yeah. uh good detectives because yeah there. that's one of those things that they said like they even <laughs> said like oh yeah jerome look at that heart you could you could beat a metronome to that or to that heartbeat and then yep. like at the very end of the 20 minutes like his heartbeat just goes freaking erratic it's like, and, yeah and then like they asked him like you okay man like because you just like jumped up like fifty BPMs in the matter of half a second, which apparently isn't enough to be like hey no you can't go to space yeah, <laughs> which you would think it would be since they're so fucking specific about all right. of it but yeah and then uh, this is one of the things that makes a good detective be like hmm I should look at this guy some more because you know that's kind of suspicious and the good detective is the only good detective okay I, the other one's competent too there's a good detective a competent competent detective and the rest are stupid yeah, yeah and the rest, the rest are, are beat grunts. cops well i was gonna say with the beat cop detectives too like at one point in time uh, uh somebody actually does a dna test on the real jerome at some point in time and he looks and he's like why are you in a wheelchair and he's like oh i hurt myself training kind of thing and then like uh when the guy starts to question about that he's like who are you to question me you're just an invalid kind of thing so like not even all the detectives are actually like superiorly i don't think he was genetic. an invalid he wasn't I... an invalid he was he was who he said he was he was supposed to be there he was just like, who are you to question me? Yeah. No, what's your number? What's your badge number? Come and tell me. Yeah. And the guy's just like, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. It's it's my bad. Like, yeah, it is your bad. You made a mistake. How would you ever question me? You peasant. But I think, I, like. I think probably because of the way that he talks to him, he would talk to him 
as a way of a higher class would talk to a lower class or yeah i think that's just chosen born would talk to a fate born yeah like like, that's like he's saying like i don't think he's he's doing it to make keep the cover but at the same time like you get the feeling that that's actually who he was right the test goes back he finishes and then he's super out of breath and runs into the locker room breath and he's trying to act like he's not super out of breath which if you've ever ran a lot and tried to act like you're not out of breath like that's probably one of the hardest things you could do and, like, they asked him, like, like you okay, man? Because, like, just, like, that last half of a second of the test, like, his heartbeat just going crazy. And, like, you all right? And it's like, oh, never better. And, like, walks into the to an empty locker room and is, like, is gasping for breath. Like He's dying. Yeah, he's dying. <laughs> Basically dying. And luckily, no one is in the earshot of listening to this guy gasping for air terribly and they have no cameras. Like, yeah, I was thinking of someone, yeah. like, it almost sounds like he's having an asthma attack whenever he yeah. goes into the locker room like that's yeah. what i was thinking of trying to think of you bring up another good point there e with how classist and awful everything is there's no security cameras no at least not in locker rooms the detectives never check any of them that is true yeah like they have all these fancy cameras and computers and everything not even Which, yeah, they don't have cameras. If, there were, yeah, if there was cameras around like they probably could have caught the murder like on video feed yeah but i think it I don't know. Like, yeah, they just don't have them there. But it also might be like a, a sense of like, oh, like all these people are genetically superior. We don't need them here. Or something. Like, but you could easily explain that is it that too. is a huge like, flaw. That is a huge flaw in the movie too. Just be like, oh no, the video feed was cut at this specific time, and then like you can just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, and they're already botching everything. They could be, they could be like, oh yeah, uh, when they weren't looking, I switched the videotape to one where I'm just kind of maxing and chillaxing. They don't need the video evidence whenever they have the DNA. <laughs> I mean, you could Which explain is kind it of, like yeah, that. Yeah, gonna, but... That's the only way that... But yeah, that is a huge flaw in the movie. Is like, there's just no video cameras at this high-security right, high space station. Like, mega NASA. Yeah. They do go out and eat again. I and mean, like, for some reason, uh, all the detectives end up going there. Because, like, one of them just has a hunch and starts getting DNA from everybody. Yeah, they don't explain why they go there. No, I, think the I thought it was are... because the uh, good detectives like, why you guys being stupid and they're like fine we'll be smart and then they kind of be smart they let a lot of people run away though yeah they let almost everybody run away actually now that i'm thinking about it this makes a lot of sense because at this point the good detective the young detective that's the good one right yeah 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 Yeah, the young detective good detective is pretty suspicious about something at this point so i guess it would make sense that well what they're it's one of those reasons why they felt like it was the invalid too is because they found his dna there and like oh like maybe it's just an eyelash that just has been there for a while kind of thing like oh well it makes more sense that it it would or it would have made more sense that it was there sooner but then like uh one of the detectives just happens to take the trash away from uh from one of the the janitors and they find his dna in one of the cups again it's like oh so he's been gone for months and then he just comes back again out of nowhere to drink or get a cup of water yeah that's i don't buy it is he thirsty yeah that's i don't think so he's like Either he works there, or the suspect went back to get a drink of water, and I don't know anybody that thirsty. Which is just a fucking great line. <laughs> it's it's so cheesy, it works. Like a perfect Dick Tracy line. Yeah. I mean, they're all dressed like Dick Tracy, so it works. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, they're they're on the hunch. They go into this. They're uh they're eating and they're about to they're dancing. Uh, Eileen and uh Vincent. Irene. Irene and Vincent. Uh. They're about to kiss, but luckily the police come in and save me from that nightmare of watching two people kiss. <laughs> and then they go out to like run into an alleyway and like 
one of the detectives is just like, hey, I need your DNA swab. And, like, his rea- or immediate reaction is, like, cover up his fist with his sleeve and, like, start punching the crap yeah, out of this guy. Yeah, he just beats the shit out of him. He doesn't even bother trying to make up a lie. He just kicks the shit out of this dude. Which is, like, yeah. the brief violent scene that they had in the movie. Yeah, the yeah. only violent scene, yeah. almost. Because like, in the rating, yeah, it's what it is, is um, for brief violent images. Yeah, I don't even think... I think his nose might slightly bleed, but, like, it's not like it's bloody or anything. No, the bloodiest yeah. thing well, is you see the corpse of the murder victim a couple right. times. During that scene, like, even then, like, after he get that de- detective gets beat... Or the shit beat out of him, like, the first thing that the other detectives do is, like, don't swallow! And, like, just start taking DNA <laughs> yeah, swabs on the guy. Yeah, it's such a good, like... And, like, it but, doesn't like, even I, seem too over the top, because, yes, in this universe, that would be important that you don't swallow the other person's saliva. Yeah, who knows what was there. Besides that, too, like, one of the things that the good young detective ends up finding is he ends up finding some heart pills that was in there too which um irene actually even says to him at one point in time, i was like oh you're taking heart medication what's the worst thing that's ever happened to your heart you got it broken once is that i don't remember i thought she was just saying you wouldn't understand what it's like having heart because she also she's oh, taking yeah, heart yeah, med- yeah, yeah it was her that was taking heart which, medications yeah. and like another weird thing why did the good detective just automatically assume it would be vincent's she also has heart problems yeah like, and they should have seen that in all the dna stuff right away yeah, but it does. Uh, I think it's because like uh, they were looking for Vincent to begin with, and yeah, but because like, of things well, that happened later. Yeah, was. yeah, the young detective was, or uh, he was looking for things that would coincide with Vincent's DNA. And one thing with Vincent's DNA is that he has a bad heart. Yeah, but so her, her heart had, meds are in the same exact capsule. Yeah, but there's no way of telling whose our uh, capsule that actually is. So why would you use it with Vincent's? Because he knows that he has a bad heart. But so did the girl that was right there. <laughs> but they weren't looking for her. They were looking for Vince. <laughs> yeah, but like he later he brings it up like this is this crazy like groundbreaking <laughs> like it's a crazy groundbreaking thing. But like literally could have been her. It could have been anybody. <laughs> like I said, it's that sense of classism though because they're looking for him. They just automatically assume like this is all him. So they're running away. Beats then, up the dude outside, and they're running and they're running. And young detective is like. Vincent, I know you're there. Come out, Vincent. And like while they're hiding, and then like she asks, she even asks like, "Who's Vincent?" And he just, I don't know. And then they just start violently making out. No. <laughs> it was so silly because it's like, "Who's Vincent?" Uh, I uh, don't talk. Like, what do you mean don't talk? You just ask the question. Yeah, and then they just make out in a really weird way. Uh, like he just disgusting. shoves his tongue in her mouth. Like he he is like full on mouth agape. This is absolutely yeah. disgusting. <laughs> And then from here, isn't doesn't it fade in to fucking? Yeah. yeah. It fades Upside down. How did they escape? Through the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> they apparently just waited and the yeah, detectives just, got tired. And yeah, they just got bored. <laughs> yeah, these are the detectives. It's like, oh, they must have ran down the alleyway. Let's go down the alleyway because apparently they're also, on top of just like looking like Dick Tra- Tracy, they use Dick Tracy logic apparently. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah, it's so silly. But yeah, and like, yeah, it just kind of like through the magic of editing, they are uh, go from making out in an alleyway while hiding from cops to being in a bed and fucking and then... Yeah, no, no, not and just then... in a bed fucking. You get a weird upside down shot of the ocean through glass and then you see on the top of the screen them fucking and then it fades out. It fades back in. They're at the bottom of the screen and they're fucking. It fades back out. It fades back in and then they're sleeping it fades back out again. It fades back in again. And then he's freaking out in the bed because he realized he just fucked and left his DNA everywhere. Right? Yeah. I that hated lo- <laughs> that. That's a terrible way to edit a love scene. <laughs> it was edited I mean, in the, It was edited in the same way that they probably would have edited a 1990s music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, like, he just wakes up on the bed and, like, realizes, like, his DNA is all over this bed and he starts freaking out because, like, he just sees a hair and then realizes, like, oh, there's a hair on the bed. I need to get rid of this hair. 
there's so much other DNA on this bed. And, like, he just, like, goes out to the middle of the ocean, grabs, like, a random rock and starts rubbing his skin with yeah. it because he's just freaked out over his so, own yeah, putting DNA. putting a bunch of uh, but I think it's because DNA it's, like, everywhere in this I think ocean it's because, now. But, yeah, and I was going to say, I think, like, that's, like, the whole idea of that is, like, it doesn't matter if he's actually innocent because his DNA just automatically makes him guilty even if he didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. He, yeah, the entire time he's and just so, so like, afraid to be caught that he did the murder, but not because he thinks he actually did it because he could exonerate himself from the murder. Yeah. It's that he's afraid he wouldn't be allowed to go to space if he's caught. Right. And it's one of those things that they kind of say, too, is, like, he spent so much time working up to this point that, like, he doesn't want anything to ruin it. And so he's doing everything humanly possible. Like, even towards the beginning of the movie, like, whenever he takes his little miniature pen-sized vacuum and he's like vacuuming his keyboard and like he's just like vacuuming his own dna out of it and then like he's putting some of jerome's dna yeah, inside of the keyboard sprinkling dead yeah, sprink- skin yeah, sprinkling cells, dead skin yeah. cells. His keyboard. <laughs> which also uh brings you another thing that we didn't uh, talk about is like whenever they're doing investigating like uh irene ends up finding one of vince or uh, one of not vincent's hairs but jerome's hairs that he planted at the desk and he has it tested out to see like how well he's doing genetically and then finds out like genetically he's doing really well and so like she gives him a piece of her hair is like not saying, just like, genetically how he he's doing really well but genetically on how well of a match they would be yeah and how and much it, of a catch he would be which is date. really gross yeah i mean it's no different than most modern dating apps i guess yeah it's just like this one no i'd say it's they probably find different. it more yeah well, i say <laughs> okay, it's, it's a little different it's a little different but like the only it, the only difference is this it just uses your human genome and so like they just like oh genetically like you guys are this much of a match even though like that seems like more like if they're nine genetically if they're 91 percent of a match that almost seemed like they're related more than they're or a match <laughs> for each other Which, but like that's yeah. what wow you guys it. are a hundred percent alike <laughs> are you from alabama <laughs> <laughs> but anyways and like uh she ends up telling him about that and then like she like plucks out one of her hairs and she's like here you can test me if you want and then like does like that Scene that E really hated, where like he goes to drop the hair, but it's still stuck to his yeah, thumb. Yeah, like he's, and so he's like, like, oops, the wind caught it. Yeah, but, like, the, and, like, hair the hair is still in the shot. Yeah, you can still you see can it. clearly see the hair <laughs> on his hand, and they're like, they didn't bother doing a reshoot, and I don't know why, because it's so obvious. Yes, it's and there. they call back to it later in the movie. So like, it's something that needed to be right, and they just didn't make it right. It's just oh, a broken so scene. Dumb. Yeah. But yeah, like saying like how they're compat, like how- yeah, how they would be compatible together and like that's where they kind of become a love interest early in the movie which is why they go on all these dates which together i hate i Dang. hate the love interest part of it because it doesn't go anywhere yeah and that's some there's there's a lot of things i felt like that didn't really go anywhere they're just subplots to just kind of move the main plot forward but they're not they don't really need to be there they're just there to be there everything just feels like an excuse to take a shot at classism which fine right. like if that's what you want to do do that but don't just drop everything else in your script to say classism bad. Yeah. And like there were a couple scenes in that too, just like saying classism is bad. But I think another part of it is I think there is somewhat of a real fear that that was going to be a thing. Like I know there actually is like some genetic testing, but it's to, it's not so much to try to make like a superior human being. It's to try to like see if they can wipe out the, certain diseases. I think they're, and they're so, testing like, that still. Yeah, like, they're still testing that, but they were, te- yeah, they were, they've been testing it for a long time. And like it was towards the beginning of the testing and like, Somebody saw this genetic testing and, like, automatically got the idea of, like, what they use is to try to build, like, a genetically superior human being. And, like, that's where this the idea for this movie came out from. But let's be real. Like, with genetic testing that's going on right now, the first thing they're testing, like, they keep saying, like, eye color and hair color and things like that. The first thing they're testing, because it's all men in this lab, they're like, how, can we make his dick big? Can we just, can we make everyone's dick big <laughs> And just be one foot I mean, out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, if we're talking honestly here, all the male scientists, that's the first thing they're thinking of is how big can their dicks be? And then maybe cancer after that. Maybe cancer. If we have time. 
Anyway, so but, back back to uh, the movie, I guess. Uh, weird sex scene just happened. Uh, gross. <laughs> him lying, like, he just butt naked on the beach, too, just, like, it rubbing himself great. on the like, rock. And uh, uh, there's that, and then, like, yeah, I want to say it was at this point, like, uh, the detectives start to get a little bit smarter about it, and, like, the older detective goes and he checks the dead body, and he ends up finding spit in his eye. And, like, finds out that, like, oh, somebody else was there. And it was actually, like, it wasn't Vin- or it wasn't Vincent this entire time, mm-hmm. but the young detective still... So this is what I'm confused about. He goes and he checks out the dead body again. And he's in the morgue. He has the morgue case open. And he's looking there. And I don't know if I just blinked too slowly and I didn't see it or if I fell asleep for two seconds. But I don't feel like he did any swab. He just picks up this vial. And yeah, yeah and, like, like, I was confused. It was, it was, it was like... just, like, it didn't, like, show... Like, it showed him kind of, like, put his hand over the body but then he just has a vial in his hand Maybe, of he's just like a dousing rod i think his hand just kind of is like a dousing rod for clues and he's like I mean, maybe, maybe but, since he's the head detective he has little mini vacuums on his fingertips <laughs> and he just has you know just i want to believe that's what happened he just has these cool like gloves yeah it would be, yeah, it would be so much cooler up. if that was the actual case but i think it was just like once again, through the editing of magic, he just automatically has this vial that has the real killer's yeah. DNA Yeah, on but, it. like, this is another thing to where the detectives suck, because they didn't detect anything. Yeah. The person who did whatever they did at the morgue, Mr. Morgman. Mortician. Mortician. Sure. Hey, thanks, E. The mortician figured it out. But he didn't tell anybody? He just left the vial in the drawer in the morgue with him? <laughs> Maybe he's like, well, these detectives are obviously going to check the body. So. <laughs> yeah, the mortician's <laughs> just like, they obviously they're everything checking, everything right? but the body. Yeah, like, they pick up, like, these bloody keyboards and, like, throw gloves and stuff and, a... <laughs> no, no, never they check, check the everything body. but the body. But, like, yeah, he just happens to find, like, and they even say, like, oh, we found spit in his eye and I think, and, like, you feel like with the, with the morgue having the body for a week, you feel like they would have found that earlier. Yeah. Again, but like, yeah, he very just, incompetent yeah, detective. Very incompetent, but it's for progress of the story reasons why they're so incompetent. I'd argue that's worse, though. That is worse because yeah. it's just feeding the story and getting rid of any kind of actual. Like... When it, that, and that's what I was saying. Like that kind of goes along with like the sub, like what I didn't like about some of the subplots that could really go nowhere. Like that was kind of part of yeah, it. Yeah. Like and like even with that, like at that point in time when they find the real murderer, it happened to be well, we're in spoiler val- or valley anyways. Yeah, but, but like, like, I just hate how the movie yeah. just throws common sense away. Yeah, it kind of did. And, like, yeah. that was with one of it, too. And, like, uh, when they find the real killer, it happened to be the director because he really wanted this mission to go. Like they said, they can only fly to Titan once every 70 years. And if they would have missed this shot, then that guy would have died. But, mm-hmm. Or that, that director would have died before they had a chance to actually go to Titan. With, yeah, he just really even though to there's this murder, Even though there's a murder investigation happening, they're like, no, we're going to go forward with this mission. Like, fuck it. Yeah, so, like, young detective comes in. He's like, what's going on? What'd you, what'd you find out? And he's sweaty, and he's, like, wiping his brow. And old detective's like, oh, we found spit in his eye. And the dude's just, like, happy they're sitting at the desk. And he's just like, mm, yeah. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't well, go in. Well, I think well, they, because of They that, bring like, it up. He knew they couldn't stop it at that yeah. point. At yeah. that point in time, the mission's ago. Like, there's nothing they could do to stop it. So even though they caught him now, he it was kind of another one of those cases of the bad guy won because they're a bunch of Dick Tracy detectives that don't yeah. know what they're doing. But he never And chasing feel, after the wrong guy. But, again, the murder never feels like it's the actual plot. It's a convenience. No, it's not. It's like I said, if, if you were to go through the detective story of this and go through the actual murder mystery plot of this that it maybe takes up 10 minutes of the movie seven no. this is not seven what the movie siete what's in the box oh okay <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not seven but also we did i think we missed a vital scene which is uh when he visits the house of jerome right young detective right. goes and visits the house of jerome because right right yeah because that does happen before because he like, takes irene with him he's like hey the detectives are looking for him again and then like irene actually just tell straight up tells him like maybe like 
are you yeah, don't look checking well today. in for the day. Yeah. She's like, hey, she already seen all the detectives there. She's like, hey, I think maybe you don't feel well today. You should go home. Yeah, because this happened after the you know they're hiding in an alleyway from them, so they know mm-hmm. that the detectives are after him in general, and like they want to question him in general. And so she tells him like, hey, like you're feeling sick today. You should probably go home. And like tells the direct the detectives like, oh, he's sick. Like he's not home. Like all right, well let's go visit him at home. Yeah, and you then... can take me there, right? You know the way. I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> Which I. Uh, no, she did drive there once, but, like, that's kind of presumptuous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why assume. the detective thinks that she would just know the way. Because, I mean, yeah. they, are, they automatically assume that she fucks everyone, so she's going to fuck him. I, actually, I think that was just the detective hitting yeah. on her. More or less, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he has to call up Jerome, like, the real Jerome, and tell him, like, oh, like, they're coming for you. Yeah, like, you have to pretend to actually be you. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, like, this scene where, like, he's, This like, leads to the greatest scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Where real Jerome chucks himself off the wheelchair. Like, doesn't fall off. He just chucks himself off. Yeah, he, like, almost does, like, a Superman dive off. (laughs) And he climbs up an entire double helix staircase. And you see it. It shows all of it. Yeah. Like, the entire, like, every single time he... It's, like, cut to scene of them walking towards the door. Cut to scene of him climbing up another step. Cut cut to the scene of them getting out of the car. Cut to scene of him climbing up another step. Cut to the scene of them getting out of the car and walking out. out. Cut to him going to another step. And, like... It just like built to be like and this super insane tense, insane dramatic music playing, like it's some sort of huge action scene, like it's Saving Private Ryan or some shit. <laughs> and I would like to know, apparently, despite this being a thing for five years, they never bothered to put an elevator in their house. Yeah, he's super rich. He has money. Never once put an elevator in. Just keeps this giant fucking fuck off double helix staircase. I can maybe and, see it. It was kind be... of like one of those things too that he says because um, towards the beginning of the movie he asks him he's like if you're paralyzed why do you like oh, who lives upstairs? Not me. Yeah. Well, just yeah. He's just like yeah I think it's just like him saying like I don't like I don't even fucking care. Like he doesn't he has no desire to go upstairs apparently. He can't. Yeah. Why would he desire yeah. to? No, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they thought if they got someone to build an elevator, they would see all the sign shit in the bottom. But that's not. Yeah, that's kind of lazy. I think the only yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. it is lazy. I think if I had to try to defend it in any way, it would probably be the fact that he's. Uh, they even say like you know that uh, the report of him breaking his back wasn't in that country. Therefore, they just don't have a report for some reason. Therefore, like maybe he just uh, he wanted to escape the fact that he's now para- or paraplegic, yeah. and so like he didn't want to admit that he was a paraplegic to this world by saying that i need to build an elevator in this house maybe that might have been it but that's... i would accept that actually I, yeah i was gonna say i think that might be me looking too much into the movie <laughs> i think that's you doing the movie's work that it should have done for itself probably yeah. but i would buy into what you're saying yeah let's be honest i overthink a lot of things yeah like well you could fix that easily like there's a scene where he's drunk and like uh vincent has to carry him everywhere and you could have just been like Vincent being like, why don't you have an elevator? And he's like, I don't want one. Yeah, yeah. you could have just thrown in a line there. But like, he does finish his drink. He does. He does. He, he has a full <laughs> glass of wine and he chugs it. So good on this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, kind they, of a thing for you is like people not sipping on their drinks and just finishing it. And yeah, he just, it. just be he takes human. an entire glass and like he complains that it needed to breathe longer. And then he just chugs the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even in this moment, he's still this pretentious asshole. Yeah. And he's not nice to the wait staff. He's not nice to anybody in this movie. Yeah. He's kind of nice to Vincent. After, at near After, the end. I, After. I, afterwards. But like, tor- even towards the beginning, he's like a super asshole towards Vincent, even though like Vincent's basically going to be paying his rent for him at this point uh, by taking his identity. Yeah. He's still just like a giant asshole to him. Yeah. Even though he has all this stuff broken with him and he's not what he used to be, he still feels like he's superior to everybody. 
Yeah. Which once again probably feeds into the classism of yeah. this movie. It's is like even though, yeah, even though even though even though he doesn't yeah. have this anymore. I think it would almost be like somebody who was once a billionaire and then lost all their money in the stock market and then the even if they're poor they're still assholes to people. It's probably like the same kind of idea of that. I think they usually just kill themselves at that point though. And sometimes which actually sometimes but if they don't then they just become alcoholic assholes and like I used to have the world at my yeah. fingertips. So, Anyways, moving on to him dramatically climbing up this double helix stairs. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, this very dramatic scene of him, like, trying to press this button, which... The even buzzer. Though, yeah, the, the buzzer, even though, like, he barely reaches the buzzer whenever he speaks into it. Apparently, even though, like, he's four, like, he's, like, three, four feet away from it, it sounds like he's speaking directly into it. Yeah. Maybe he grabbed a stick. <laughs> <laughs> even though it cuts back to him, like, you know, being at the wall directly underneath them or uh, underneath it but like, he's speaking directly into it and then like he threw know, the stick away yeah, yeah he threw he, the like, stick away yeah. and then he like he pushes the or he pushes himself up onto this chair and like just makes it look like he's been sitting there for a while Actually, no I got it he went back down the stairs brought up his wheelchair with him <laughs> sat in the wheelchair and then pressed the button and then and then threw pushed, the wheelchair yeah, back, back down, down. yeah just because it wasn't on the film you don't know it didn't happen you don't know the it power of editing yeah. yeah and then so the good detective and irene get go inside jerome is a dick and is like yeah. hey yo mamacita give me some sugar yeah she's like how about you give me a kiss and she like realizes that this isn't the same jerome because they don't look the same yeah, at all at all and like <laughs> she notices close. like oh yeah these two don't look anything alike he's like come give me a kiss and like she goes to give him a kiss and like she goes to do it on the cheek and he like demand like in a way demands oh, it looks like she's gonna do lips. it on his nose <laughs> Which I think is it, was, it was adorable. Yeah, it was meant to be like either on the forehead or on the cheek, but like he keeps on moving. Like, nope, nope, give me a kiss on the lips. You're gonna do it. Yeah. Like, you want you want to live this lie? You're gonna fucking live it all the way. Here's the thing, though. Even if that wasn't the case, even if this was not the movie that it is, and it was just actually he's the guy that's the guy, he's still a giant asshole for demanding a kiss on the mouth when he's supposed to be playing sick. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm all phlegmy and sick, and I couldn't go to work today. Give me a kiss on the lips, so that way you're also sick. Yeah. yeah. What and then uh, basic, it goes into the uh, test the DNA again. Which obviously um, comes out perfect because yeah, it's actually it, him. Yeah. And I will say uh, just sequentially, I won't spoil it, but I'll have to come back to this because there is something I need to bring up with the good detective. And then uh, so then then he gets called to go back to uh, Super NASA and <laughs> also known as Gattaca. Gattaca. And... I like Super NASA more. <laughs> it, it kind of is Super NASA. It's NASA. <laughs> but he, he gets called and they're like, hey, we found the guy. And he's like, what? And then they got him and he's like, uh, the times, you can't stop me now anyways, which yeah. they totally he, could. Yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> they, they could have just stopped him. If they weren't like so focused on this person who was irrelevant the entire time, which they even say like, you know, he's irrelevant kind of thing. If they weren't focus, super focused on him, they could have caught the actual killer in time. Not but, even like, that. They could have been like, hey, guess what? You guys don't go to space. <laughs> listen, listen like, you could possibly send the murderer to space and he could get away with this we gotta uh, say we gotta shut this down for now like that would have been what would happen in real life yeah but that not wasn't for NASA. the main plot yeah, that <laughs> not at nasa that's not the nasa way yeah not at ultra nasa <laughs> yeah, yeah and then afterwards like it uh, kind of cuts off to a scene to where like um where vincent is in the office and then the good detective actually sees him in the office and then You've realized like this entire time that the good detective was actually Vincent's younger brother, which me and I called. Yeah, we called early. that pretty yeah, early. As soon as he was like Vincent, yeah, like why is he just yelling out his name? <laughs> uh, okay, so now that we saw that, I'm going to go back. The good detective obviously knows that is not his brother. 
in the house. Why didn't he just go down the stairs? I mean, yeah. he started to until he got called back saying we found the real murderer. But like he already knows, he knows what he's looking for. He doesn't actually care about finding the murderer. Yeah, yeah not real. at all. He wants he, to find his brother. The entire time he's he's suspecting that his brother is there and he's just looking for his brother. He doesn't give a fuck about the murderer. Yeah. So yeah. why didn't he just go down the stairs? Like he could Why did he even like, test the DNA? He already yeah, knows. He it's... knows. <laughs> like he could have been like, uh, yep, that's you. He could have been like, hey, I'm gonna go grab myself a drink because yeah. there's not a there's not a refrigerator upstairs. Actually, there might be. He's an alcoholic, but <laughs> you well, don't need a refrigerator for alcohol. <laughs> so that another thing kind of bugged me. You know, all these. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my eight down to a seven now from all this <laughs> stuff I keep saying. Now that we're like pointing out all this stuff yeah. that was flawed in the movie. Anyway, so back. Uh, the dramatic scene were Vincent and uh, Antoine. Antoine? Anton? Antoine? Antoine. Anton. Anton. Adam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know it's you, Vincent. Vincent's like, yeah. Because again, yeah. he's like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> he goes to the point of saying, like, I didn't kill anybody. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. What are you going to yeah, bring what are you gonna in? What do you going to do about it? He's like, fraud. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I can prove that I didn't fraud. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I can prove that I've been working here for five years. Like, will you assume the identity of somebody else? He's like, yeah, well, they never would have let me in otherwise. But, like, I'm the person that's been working here this entire time. Like, right. this entire project happened because of me. He kind of, in a sense, proves, like, even though they look at him like he's not as good as everyone else, he proves that he's better than everybody he's else. He's as good yeah. or better. Yeah. Which goes yeah. off into, like, this whole big thing of, like, it's no longer even uh, about uh, him finding his brother. He somehow still needs to prove that he's better than his brother. Right. So After everything. Yeah, after everything. Like, his brother outsmarted him this entire time. Uh, he outwitted him. And then he's just like, well, I have to prove it. I'm still better. And then well, like, they a... end up playing. Let's give it to the good detective, uh, An- Anton. He did figure it out. Yeah, he's the only. Eventually, yeah, he he's one the of the one. two people in the movie that figured it out. Right, but uh, yeah, so he challenges him to a final game of chicken. Yeah, With- yes, chicken is the game they played where they swim out in the ocean, and whoever turns back first is the chicken they lose. They played that all throughout their life uh, until. Until finally Vincent, Vincent beat him that one time and left. Yeah, and left. And then uh, they decide they're going to play it again. Weirdly enough, kind of a pivotal moment watching two naked men swim in the ocean. Yeah, they yeah, get they're standing naked. there at the beach, and then they start taking off all their clothes. And it took me a minute to realize they were naked. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, they're swimming in the ocean and stuff. At one point in time when they're in the ocean, they stop, and he asks Vincent, like, how do you do it? And yeah, how like, are you doing this? He's like, see, that's the difference. You're always asking how I'm doing it. I'll tell you how I'm doing it. I don't save energy to go back. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's somewhat meant to kind of say, like, he never, like, turns back. Like, that's kind of, he's always constantly moving forward towards the skull. Right. He doesn't care what happens as long as he gets to the skull kind of thing. It but doesn't like, matter if he dies to get to the skull as long as he gets to that goal. Kind like, of it's a pivotal thing, because I think somewhere in the start of the movie, they're like, you learn everything from DNA, including limits. And he's, the and reason he's pushing he, past all those limits. Yeah, he, d- he didn't let his limits define him, and that's what let him get to where he was. And then even at that pivotal moment, like uh, his bro- like it doesn't so much show-, show that his brother is tired. It's that it's foggy and they can't even see the shore. And so he starts freaking out because he thinks that they're just going to swim to their death. So he starts swimming back. And so he's the chicken once again. And then mm-hmm. even on the swim back, Anton reaches his limit and he ends up or he almost drowns and his brother saves him again. again. Yeah. And it shows him swimming back. And here's something that bothered me. It doesn't show how that relationship ends. It doesn't show if anybody no. died. It doesn't show if they agree with each other or if they go separate ways. It's just the next scene after he saves him, it fades out and fades back in. And we see Vincent leaning against a car creepily. 
that Irene is sitting yeah. at his yeah. house. Yeah, well, and like it's just like Irene. Yeah, Irene just like fell asleep in her car right next to his house, and like he fell asleep right next to her car. I'd like to know. I kind of like that it doesn't show the resolution because that's kind of their it, it kind of leaves it open ended. Like there's yeah. a lot of things that are left open ended just for the sake of being open ended. Well, I I wouldn't even go that far. Like that's kind of how the movie builds it up is that Anton just will have an inferiority complex. I don't think that will ever change regardless. Like even when he's dying, I don't think he's really yeah, understands it. It yeah, kind of goes along with like, he's yeah. better than Vincent, no matter what. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, he was always born to be told that you're better than your older brother. And like, no matter what, you'll always be better. And then his older brother proved to him that he actually is better. And so he's going to have this inferiority complex no matter what, because no matter what happens, his brother is, is actually better than him, even though he wasn't designed to be better. Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, uh, they're sleeping in the parking lot like idiots, and uh... <laughs> it's so creepy because he just sleeps next to her. He doesn't it's wake his her house. up. It's still weird. <laughs> he should just punch her awake at that point. Yeah, listen, I don't know about, you go, I don't know about <laughs> punching her awake. Like, yeah, maybe okay. just like, you know, like just like <laughs> on, shake, on the shoulder. Yeah, just like shake her shoulder, shoulder a little bit. Like, hey, what are you doing here? Hmm? Like, if like, you go home, get tonight, off my property. <laughs> if you go home tonight and you come out, I'm not just gonna go and sleep in front of your door. <laughs> Like I'm gonna, if I'm trying to get a hold of you, I'm gonna knock on your door. I'm not just gonna sleep in front of your apartment. Yeah. Well, there's two, there's two things to that. One, you're not just gonna like, well, if like he goes home and he goes to bed, you're not just gonna like fall asleep next to his bed and like have him wake up to you like sleeping next to his bed. Hey. Nor, <laughs> nor, nor are you gonna wake him up by just like, hey, E. Yeah. Wake up. I'm also not going to sock him in the face to wake him up. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what kind of relationship you have with me, but <laughs> I have that relationship with you. Oh, this explains a lot of bruises. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, then and then it does the reversal of the scene where she gives him the hair, where he's like... Uh, well, uh, he get, Yeah, he gave her a hair, but saying yeah. like... Because she kind of figured out, like, you know, realizing that uh, whenever they did the DNA test on the real Jerome, she realized like there it was effortless and like oh this actually is Jerome, but like they both apparently are the same person. But she realizes like they don't look anything like these are not the same people. Yeah. And then like he kind of admits to her like oh yeah I'm not Jerome my real name my real name actually is Vincent and like yeah. But he's like my name is Vincent, but I did all of this. Yeah. This is me. This is who I am. And then he plucks the hair out. He's like here here's a hair, test it if you want. And then she does the thing that he did earlier and he's like. Oops, wind blew it away. Except this time, the wind actually fucking blew it away. Yeah. Also, I would like to know, he 100% does not give her a hair. No, not at he all. He has nothing in his hand. Nope, nothing. And she doesn't either. And, well, she does, like, whenever she lets go of it, she actually has a hair Because it's hand, a close-up, but... and it is clearly way too long. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to, like, do these scenes way better. Like, and it sucks, because they're awesome scenes. Yeah, they're, they're awesome really scenes, good but scenes. But they're 1997, and they probably didn't put, like, a whole lot of thought between, like, the little details of it, because like this is also back in standard definition days, to where like people aren't going to pay attention to those things. Yeah, that's true. That was standard definition, right? Actually, when we were putting in the Blu-ray, we realized we were getting a bunch of ads for super super old movies, and it's like now on Blu-ray, try it now. So and this kind of realized, like, yeah, this is yeah towards the very beginning of uh, well, this was remade for Blu-ray in full HD. So like this wasn't even in full HD like they remastered it to full HD for Blu-ray. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure like some of the details that we're complaining about probably weren't even in the movie yeah, originally. Yeah, probably like, didn't see. They probably well, I was going to say they probably like noticed it in film like some director probably just went like, "Eh, no one's going to notice that." Yeah. But yeah, it was in, in No one's TV's that good. Yeah. yeah, in standard definition you probably can't even see the hair on his hand yeah, yeah. in that scene. But yeah. Uh yeah, so um, yeah. it was remade for Blu-ray in 2008. Like oh, 11 Jesus Christ. 11 years later. Jesus. Why why were we getting ads for classic Blu-rays in 2008? 
because this is a classic movie. So they're like, hey, you're watching this one movie from the 90s. You're yeah. going to want to watch other movies from the 90s. Man, I guess. Then, I forget. Does it go into another sex scene after that? No. Okay. No, uh, it just no. kind of like uh, after that scene, like they're just laying in bed together. Like it, okay. it, it insinuates that they had sex again. But like now they knew each other's true forms. Or, but And then I guess she just stays there while Vincent's like, hey, yeah. Jerome. And Here's Jerome's a- like, hey. Here's a lifetime's worth of my blood and piss. Yeah, so, like, he gets out of bed, and he starts walking around. He knows all of the equipment that they use to, like, get the piss and the blood and all the flakes of skin off. All of it's covered up and all dustproof. And then he sees Jerome, actual Jerome, come out of a freezer. And he's like, hey, what are you doing there? He's like, oh, you know, just going on a mission or whatever. I forget what oh, like, I'm going on a trip. Yeah, I'm going like... on a trip. He's like, what's all this for? He's like, I don't need to be Jerome up there. He's like, no, but when you get back, you might need Jerome again. Or maybe later in life you're going to need Jerome. So now if you ever need him again, you'll always have him. Like, well, where are you going? I'm going on a trip too. Um, and quite his, obvious. Yeah, his, he's been incredibly suicidal. So we actually learned that the reason he got injured in the first place way earlier in the movie we learned is because he stepped in front of a car. Yeah, right. He wanted and, well, to it's, they try to make Yeah, they try to make it seem like it was an accident. But it's not until that scene that he's like, oh, yeah, I was perfectly sober when that happened. Like, I jumped in that car. Yeah, in front I've of that never car been purpose. more sober in my life than at yeah. that moment. Which, whenever they say something like that, it's kind of like he realized, like, he just wanted to die. And it didn't work out the way that he wanted it to work out. Yeah. Right. Which I'm kind of... The movie doesn't take that that seriously, though. And that kind of makes me a bit sad. Yeah, because doesn't he admit that in the drunken scene? Yeah. Yeah. This movie just doesn't take, like, there's illness yeah, seriously there, Yeah, I was going to say there's... Well... 1997. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a movie that's all about classism, you would think it would have a better perspective on a couple other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, once again, these are like small subplots to what was supposed to be the bigger plot. And so, like, it's kind of almost like focused more on Vince and, like, all these other things that are just kind of small little things in the background. Yeah. It is and like so, a like, snippet it's kind of the same life. thing as, like, yeah, yeah. It, that's what I can say. Like, there's certain snippets in other people's lives, too, of, like, you notice that, like, oh, yeah, like, I know that person was always sad. I didn't think they'd go that far and try to kill themselves kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Despite oh, him saying. Despite him telling him yeah. directly. Here's here's another thing. Another plot point that they just drop. The last time you see Irene, she's just in bed. You don't yep. see her again. Yeah. You never hear anything from her. You don't know and what's going to happen with her relationship. I will well, say, and, like, it's one of those things that they, well, they kind of insinuate that she's going to wait for him because he or even says to her, like, you know, a year's a long time to wait. Yeah, but he's going to die up there. Yeah, but, like, I'll say, I thought they were going to be, like, have a scene after and, like, she's taking a pregnancy test or something or whatever the future equivalent is. <laughs> and she lets him be God born, whatever. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. like I that thought that's what pretty, they were doing. Because like, they had sex scene. twice. Uh, obviously, when you have sex twice, that's one hundred percent baby chance. I that's can, just how it works. That, I can tell you sure, right now, that's not? not how that works. Oh, that's how it no, works no, in movies, though. Let him, let him believe. <laughs> I'm not believe. having sex, so <laughs> <laughs> just let him believe. Keep let the him faith, believe. E. <laughs> <laughs> they just drop her. Um, yeah, just kind of like leaves her off there, and then. It's like this scene wherever, like, it shows Jerome and, like, it shows Vince. And, like, Vince is going off to basically fly to Titan at the end of the movie. Yeah. And whenever yeah. he does that, he gives a real piss test instead of one yeah. fake one. Yeah, so Which... the doctor's there again. And he's like, what's this? What's this all about? He's like, our new policy. Our new yeah, new po- policy. Yeah, new policy. Oh, well, Which... it's been a good run. Super sloppy on Vincent, let's be real. Yeah, like, he should have been prepared for it. I don't care that you're going to this face. You need one bag of piss or At something. At least. He yeah. always had it with him, and he always had the fingerprints on it, and he always had his contacts in. Like, this one last thing, he's just not going to be prepared for anything yeah. at all. And, like, the drug tests are so often at the company. Yeah, and random. Yeah. But, like, like, he's like, well, you're going to be disappointed. And then the guy keeps going off again, and he's, he's like... talk about his son. And yeah, he talks he's about like, his son. He says, like, you know, I always wanted my son to end up in a place like this. 
My but, son applied here, but didn't get it. But he didn't get it because of DNA. And then he gets the piss from the guy, and he pours in the machine, and it comes out not valid. Or it comes out as Vincent, not as, as Jerome. Vincent, not Jerome. And then he's like, he presses the button, he's like, oh, and that's when he realizes, Vincent realizes, like, oh, he's on my side, he likes me. And yeah, he yeah. starts walking away, and the last thing that the doctor says to him, he's like, by the way, right-handed people don't hold their dick with their left hand. The last thing he says is still about his dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say, it. Uh, right as I was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, that's his father for sure. But I, I was thinking, like, it probably is just a doctor whose son, whose son's, like, life was yeah, ruined. Well, because it's one thing yeah, that they, but... it's like a really small snippet. They say that, that Vincent has no living family, but it's also his brother, like, you, who you find out later on is his brother that says that he yeah, has no that's, living family. that's why yeah. I didn't really buy that as much. But, like, it kind of insinuates that maybe that or that's his dad but at the same time maybe not. no because like when it, he's confronting his brother like when they both know he, his his brother says something like an yeah, offhand he, comment right, about like right, your dad right. uh, blames he says, like, yourself well or... no no no. he said that uh your parents thought that they would outlive their son kind of thing but they yeah. didn't yeah so it's kind of shitty yeah, and that's also another thing because <laughs> like bad whenever... parents because they thought that they're gonna outlive their son but they didn't because like he they said that or at the beginning of the movie that they they predicted that he was gonna die at the age of 32 and so they also insinuate that he's over the age of 32 at this yeah, point he, in time because he makes that comment to Irene saying that, like, uh, my heartbeat should have stopped 10,000 beats ago. Yeah. Which isn't that many beats. No. It's not. But no. that, yeah, actually, it up, was 97. That's when people's yeah. hearts only well, beat it, one it time meant, a year. Yeah, I was meant to say, like, I should have died a long <laughs> – it was basically just meant to say, like, I should have died a long time ago, yeah. but I haven't yet. But I actually did, did look it up. It says the average heartbeat beats uh, 1,115,000 times a day. Okay. Well, that's 10 years, which is quite a long time for someone to live extra. Wait, how many was it, Robbie? 115,000 times a day. Never mind. I heard 1,015. <laughs> I should have been dead an hour ago. Yeah. So trust me. <laughs> so trust me. I have a couple years left. But yeah, but yeah I so, think that was just meant for him to say, like, I should have died a long time ago, like, yeah. according to their predictions, but I'm still here. Like, that's, once again, him saying, like, I'm defining all expectations, even though they, they said I would have never been anything. I would have died a depressed alcoholic at the age of 32, but I'm or not only am I not depressed, now I'm not an alcoholic. I'm doing better than all these people who were designed to be better than me. I'm doing and better should... than the depressed alcoholics yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, so he gets to go on the space. The doc's like, go get him, big dick. And <laughs> <laughs> More or less, more or less. So he's going... Also, I made an offhand comment because, like, they go into, like, one of those circle doors. And I was like, if this movie was made nowadays, he 100% would hit his head on the door. Yeah, because you'd have to have a comedy moment. Yeah. But I'm so glad they let us be a really somber moment because it keeps going between Jerome and Vincent with Vincent getting ready to take off and Jerome getting into the shower that we talked about. Yeah, the thing that we thought was a shower that turned out to be an incinerator. And he... It shows Jerome going inside the incinerator while wearing his silver medal, yeah, and basically just killing himself. Like he yeah. was kind of not so much. Well, yeah, that he was just telling like, "Oh, I'm going on a trip." Like that was his yeah. trip. Is like once again another person who was supposed to be higher class and felt like he was better than everybody else, feeling inferior to this other person. But also like during that time when he said that he was going on a trip, he says, "Thank you for making me part of your dream." So like, yeah. He yeah, made, he made Jerome better by being by being a part of Vincent. Jerome yeah. is actually the one character that I really like, even though a lot of his stuff is only skin deep. Here at the end, I feel like he actually comes full circle on his character yeah. and yeah. owns up to like finally accepting what he is. He's letting Vincent be yeah. what For he's being, meant yeah. to be, and he's accepting his place in life. He's putting on that medal, and he's stopping being who he is so somebody else can live their dream. He he's is being very... second place. He yeah. is admitting he's second place. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. 
It it's is really nice. nice it is nice, and it, especially for someone because like Jerome is very much a one-dimensional character throughout the entire movie until that scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, like they hint at some personality throughout. Again, like they yeah, pretty little... early on they hint he's he was suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, but the only time that ever comes out is whenever he's super drunk too. Yeah. Well, that's kind of true in real life a lot of times. Yeah, that is also true. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's a really nice somber moment. And I'm so glad they just let it be a nice somber yeah. moment. And yeah. it was a nice somber moment wherever he was even saying, like, for the first time, like, I never felt like I belonged on this earth. But for the first time, I think I might actually miss it. Up there in the stars, that's where my real home is, like, where he right. says at the end of the movie. Yeah. And then we just get a shot of Vincent on the ship, getting ready to go into space, staring out at the stars. And it, slowly zooms into outer space and then fades out to the end credits that's really and it's kind of up to you how you think it goes on from yeah, there like, so they leave a lot of things open-ended and like it kind of like maybe like you know really the only thing they don't leave open-ended is jerome yeah more they or less, let yeah. him have his character arc which yeah. is great they let him have more or less his happy ending that he worked so goddamn hard to get yeah <laughs> happy ending <laughs> quote unquote happy ending as happy as this movie will let it be yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so uh so Any yeah. other thoughts, or is it time for nitpick corner? Uh, um, I was gonna go for like a little bit of a trivia thing. The funny oh, thing yeah, about this is like with this movie, um, it was actually well received. Like it got a lot of high ratings. Like I guess a good example would be like Rotten Tomatoes it gave it an eighty six percent. And but besides our everyone who said that they love this, like all the critics love this movie in a sense. From what I saw, uh, the budget of this movie was thirty six million dollars. In the box office, it made twelve point five. So it didn't Jeez. did not even make half its budget back. So it was oh, a man. huge flop for them, even though it was very well-received. Another thing about that is uh, the same person who made Gattaca also made a movie in 2011 called In Time. It, it's a whole different movie. Like, that movie okay. is uh, people have a, basically a time clock on them, and they die at the age of 25 unless they buy more time. Is that the one where, like, people do, like, the grabbing of the wrist and twisting to trade time? I think so, yeah. Or is that Luke? I have, I was Justin missing, Timberlake. Isn't yeah, Justin Timberlake. I've never seen the movie. I just know. Yeah, I don't think anyone has ever seen, seen it. Like, it. You've seen half of it? I think I've seen half of it. Okay. He's seen more of a movie than we have. <laughs> Mind blown. I know. Because like, uh, f- I remember those scenes where like, they were like, and I was like, this is stupid. You could easily just steal someone's life. Huh. But yeah. It may just have to be, like, <laughs> I was going to say, it may have to be like one of those things like with the Bluetooth connection where like, oh, like both people have to accept it kind yeah, of thing. It may, I, like, anyway, I haven't seen the movie. Relevant. I couldn't yeah. tell you. They both but, have to fumble with their wrists until both the Bluetooths connect, and then sometimes they disconnect halfway through. Yeah, sometimes oh, you, you lose they both die automatically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, I was going to say, the funny thing about that movie, that movie got a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Made by the same... Yeah. And uh, that movie had a budget of $40 million, so roughly about the same as Gattaca. It made $174 million in the box office. Probably because it had just a It probably was. It are. More well, well-known, more well-known actors, I guess. That. But uh, but yeah, despite that, like uh, the guy who directed it was the same guy who directed Gattaca, and he says that he felt that In Time was the bastard child of Gattaca. So like he actually <laughs> liked Gattaca as a movie better, but this movie did I, That's fair, better. I think. Yeah, I, I would say... That movie probably has a lot of classism notes in it too. If it's probably. just about trading your time for what yeah, because like worth. if I remember, yeah, this... well, the fact that you have to buy for... in order to actually live an old age, you have to have enough money to buy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's another classism movie. I don't know, can I do can I do a small spoiler for that? Because I do remember the start of that movie. Yeah. Um. So like the big thing that sets off like the entire plot is his mother dies because she doesn't have enough time and he needs because you use time to pay for like medicines and stuff. Yeah. So, like, he tries to get the time to her, but she dies because uh, he couldn't get onto the bus because he didn't have enough time himself. That is a real on-the-nose statement about. Yeah, yeah it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he gets infinite time, I'm pretty sure. 
So that's neat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we don't need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably wrong. You guys Take know that how off I. The list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were definitely watching that one. <laughs> it's a possibility. Uh, uh, another wants us to maybe. Another but... little fun fact. Uh, but you're saying like a weird mouth thing about it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman started dating during the filming of this movie. Gross. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually got married, but later divorced in 2005. I think everyone divorces. In 2005. It... <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like most actresses and actors just divorce. Like, it's pretty common. Yeah. I mean, honestly, everybody in that industry has a huge ego. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, if one partner's doing better than the other. Then suddenly they're going to all these parties and all their and they're invited to all these things and they're getting all the paychecks. They're working all the time and the other person's not. Then that's a weird trade off, and a lot of people can't handle that, especially in that industry with that ego where everybody wants to be the star. Like nobody goes into Hollywood saying like I want to be in a couple movies and get paid sometimes. Uh, Everyone's I feel like, like I want to be the Reeves. best. Yeah. Well, Keanu Reeves went into it wanting to be the best, and then his life just shit on him over that, and okay, over and over, fair. and that made him. If he was humble to start with, it made him almost Jesus-like. He, he Which looks is how the, the part. looks at him. <laughs> I would watch a movie where Keanu Reeves plays Jesus. Uh, I think a lot of people would. Maybe let's, John Wick Let's 5. make a remake of <laughs> like the 2007 there... Noah's Ark movie. Okay. <laughs> but with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> we need to get all these animals on this boat. He's, Anyways. He was real adamant on two of them because if you make him mad, if you don't get all the animals he wants on the boat, he's coming after you. This is secretly they the get prequel all the to John Wick. Yep. <laughs> they get all the animals on the boat, except for one dog, and then he kills everybody. John all Wick the is actually They're a great dead. ancestor of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. Another thing, the film was actually voted the most accurate sci-fi film ever made by scientists at NASA. I mean, so, yeah. Like, the actual, yeah. So, like, the actual scientific part of it, like, that's what I'm talking about, considering we were yeah. talking about, like, all the different tropes and, like, how they got it wrong with the detective work and how, like, there's all these flaws in the movie. But, like, I, scientifically yeah. wise, scientists at NASA said it was the most scientifically accurate movie ever made during its time. That seems fair. And then another little interesting thing, Jude Law's middle name in the film, Eugene, because that's the thing that he says is he's no longer Jerome. Oh, eugenics, isn't it? No, no, no. Um, oh. It's another thing, because uh, early problem, on though. he says, like, don't call me Jerome anymore, call me Eugene. That's my middle name. You're Jerome now. You're going to have to get used to it. So that's why he doesn't call him Jerome back. He just calls him Eugene. He's asked to be called that name in the film. Eugene originated from the Greek language of well, or meaning well-born. Uh, huh. That's probably where so we yeah, get that's eugenics. Why, that's probably, why they <laughs> yeah, actually that's probably use... where eugenics comes from. Probably, yeah. Uh, the title of the film, Gattaca, is composed entirely of letters Gattaca. used to label the Gattaca. nucleotide yes. based on the DNA. <laughs> Of four nitrogen ba- bases of the DNA. I caught so, that immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, Gattaca is just uh, basically um, the genomes that, are yeah. the yeah the ge- like the first letter of each genome. Yeah, based are based off of the nitrogen bases nitrogen bases of DNA. If you take like a high school biology class, you'll probably catch that pretty early. Yeah, I was gonna say so I have that's another. Why I didn't catch it. <laughs> also, why while that's there, let's just say um, so they do this thing where all like the people who work on the movie, all like the A, T, G's and C's in their names, get like lit up specially, and it's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and like all it makes me see is like there will be someone who's like Adam Atkins, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you want to like try and pronounce what the letters are they're showing. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, I'll have to be part of Gattaca, but like it just means that like someone that has three A's in their name, it just shows the three A's in light blue and the rest of it in white. Yeah, it's and I was like, dumb. Neil Evans was the best because they had none, so it just was this, yeah. like sad little name <laughs> flying by. Just a normal man, he doesn't get to be any Gattaca. He he doesn't have the superior genes. Yeah, he's just bad. I was gonna say I could 
read off the ac- acronym for Gattaca, but I don't know if I can pronounce all of these words. Adage. Give it a shot, Robbie. This is going to be good. Guanine, ad- or adenine, thymine, thymine, adenine, cisotene, Killing adenine. It. <laughs> Killing it. Yeah. I probably said all of those wrong, but yeah, it's like <laughs> all the different uh, DNA strands. Yeah, like gooby, abby, tootie, <laughs> cootie. Oh, I love that Teletubby. Yeah, I'll just, I could just make up some fun facts while, <laughs> while we wait. Um, fun fact, uh, Gene Atkins, the, the co-star, uh, he was actually born with the third finger. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to lie to our people now, huh? So another thing about it, to fully assume Jerome's identity, Vincent is 5'11", undergoes, or undergoes extension, extension surgery in his legs to match Jerome's recorded height of 6'1". In reality... Jude Law and Ethan Hawke are both five foot eleven. Fucking why even have that in? <laughs> Just take it out of the script. It was dumb. I mean, the whole I, I think the whole idea of that part of that script is because like after they do the are the lengthening of the legs is whenever he's just like, are uh, they never there? Yeah, they never questioned my no they my never, resolve. Yeah, my resolve for this are uh, to have this done ever again after that because like that was kind of like they're like oh well if you don't want to do or if you don't want to extend your legs then maybe you don't want this bad enough. <laughs> Yeah, but if he, you don't want metal rods in your body. Yeah. Also, I would like to know, they, at the start, they're like, do you have any scars? Do you have any tattoos? Do you have any moles? Because, yeah. like, that would show it. But apparently, getting giant scars across <laughs> your leg from being cut, no, no one will question that. Nope. And it, I, Irene actually, questions that. I, yeah, she does question that. And he's like, oh, that's the exact bumper height of this car that hit me. And she's like, that's bullshit. Yeah, is that bullshit? (laughs) Irene's great towards the end, especially. Because, like, she actually starts questioning it, which is why she's one of the characters who kind of figures it out at the end. Because, like, yeah, but, like, that's why I wanted her arc to go further. I wanted to see it completed. You know, I think I know how her arc resolves. Uh, It becomes the equivalent of the 60s, and she becomes a hippie. That's how her arc resolves. Well, now I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) And she smokes a lot of ganja. And she has a child, and he smokes a lot of ganja with her. He smokes with her? Yeah. Well, that's bad parenting. It's bonding. He, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What happens is when he goes to ch- Titan, it actually bends space-time around, and they're both 20 years older <laughs> when he gets back. You're thinking of a different movie. <laughs> I'm thinking of a better movie. <laughs> I'm thinking that is of... Fair. That, uh, I, I can't argue that that is a better movie. Interstellar is pretty good. It's great. Oh, man, I want to watch Interstellar now. Let's watch Interstellar 5555 instead. In a what? In, is, is that a movie? Yeah, that's the Daft Punk movie. Interstellar? Interstellar 5555. And the fives are all actually S's. It's the Daft Punk movie. Like, it's the Daft Punk movie. That's the whole movie. It's just their album. Uh, we'll have to watch this, apparently. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, maybe E has a movie that neither of us have seen for us to watch. There's a couple, I'm pretty sure. Like Ed and Nettie's Big yeah, Picture Show? But we have to say that for a special occasion, because that's just the greatest movie ever devised by mankind. You can't start on the top, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, also, the original ending for Gattaca featured images of Albert Einstein, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and John F. Kennedy. And more, there was a statement stating that if genetic screening had existed in their lifetime, they never would have been born. Each photo came with a caption of what their genetic flaws were. For example, Einstein had dyslexia. Lincoln had Marfan syndrome. And uh, Kennedy was shot. That too. <laughs> <laughs> but he also had Addison's disease, which I've never heard of, but apparently he had. And ends stating That's the that, wrist thing, right? What? Maybe? No, I'm what thinking of Parkinson's. Thing? Oh, no, yeah. That's <laughs> not the wrist thing either, is it? I don't know. Parkinson's What wrist shake. thing are you thinking? Are yeah. you thinking of carpal tunnel? I thought it's like 
No, arthritis. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. That's not just wrist. That's everywhere. That's your body. Yeah, yeah but it's predominantly in the wrist because that's where everyone's like, ah, oh, my arthritis, and they do the cracking thing with the wrist. Oh, I'll be there soon. It ends with stating that you, the viewer, wouldn't have existed either. The ending was cut because apparently wow, rude. test audience. Fuck you. You don't know my life. <laughs> apparently the makers of this movie did. The ending was cut because apparently the test audience were uncomfortable with the suggestion that they were genetically inferior. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's stupid. That just is so silly. Like... That erases the point of what classism is. Yeah. Like, that destroys the message of the entire movie of saying classism bad and then at the end being like, but you're not good enough. (laughs) Well, it's saying, like, if there was, like, this sense of, like, uh, if in this world of Gattaca, maybe you wouldn't have been because, like, all of us were naturally born and all these other people were designer born. Yeah, that's super shitty. That's how audiences. Yeah, that's super. That's what they're basically saying. Like, in this world, you wouldn't have been good enough. And, like, so it made them uncomfortable, so they cut it. That would have dropped the movie down to, like, a five for me if that was how it It ended it. Normal movie for you. It would have been an average movie. The original title of the movie was The Eighth Day, which was a reference to biblical days of creation. So, like, basically, like, God created the earth in seven yeah, days yeah. on the eighth day. That is too on the nose. Come on. It is. Gattaca is such a better title. Because you can chant it. Yeah, you're like, Gattaca, Gattaca, Gattaca. Not once did they chant that. That's the mo- That's, in my nitpicks, that's the most disappointing thing. In that would have brought it up to at least a seven for you. It would have been a nine if they chanted Ooh. Gattaca. Right. Yeah, those are the little trivia points that I have of it. Right. Other than the fact that, yeah, like, uh, what's considered to be an uh, inferior movie did better in the box office than Gattaca did, which... I mean, that happens again, all the time. Yeah. Look at Pixels. Yeah, the uh, you're talking about the Adam Sandler movie, right? Yeah. No, just the fact that Pixels exist in Most life. of the Transformers movies have done great. How's Bumblebee do in relative to all the Transformers? Critically or financially? Financially. I think it did fine. Critically, Critter. it did really well. I know, personally, it's my favorite Transformer movie. I'd say it's the best one I've watched. Yeah. Uh, I've watched three, I think. I watched the first one, the one I watched with you that I hated, and Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee is easily the best one. It has I, heart. I've only seen the first three. It has heart and has some love. And they actually let Bumblebee be a cool car as yeah. a buggy. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, we got to have do Corvettes because that's what people like. And the main character isn't just a useless piece of garbage that yells. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Running for your life. Shia LaBeouf. God damn it. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. We're not doing this. All right. Uh, so n- I guess we're going to end our well, podcast n- here while we sing about Shia LaBeouf. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no. Nitpick Corner, right? Yeah, yeah some more. Corner. Yeah, because we did something throughout. Yeah, we talked about a couple nitpicks. So not as much nitpicks as just a few things that I like to mention and maybe a couple of nitpicks. First off, first producing credit, Danny DeVito? Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that Danny was De- weird. Danny DeVito, like, he produced a lot of movies in the uh, 90s, like... I think the one that everyone thinks about, though, is that movie Matilda, because he did produce and direct that movie. Matilda Wait, the Wait, he Hunts? directed that? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, he directed that movie. Strange. But, yeah, he did a lot of things. He did a lot of production stuff whenever he wasn't acting in the 90s. He was rich, I guess. Right, I he did make money. a lot of movie off of all the acting he did beforehand. A nitpick? In the beginning of the movie, he's shaving himself with a straight razor. Don't do that if you're a person. Don't shave with a straight razor. Right, I was going to say, like, why are they in this, like, super advanced technology era and they're still shaving with, like... A straight razor. I, I guess that's what those are It's called. a close shave, but don't do it to yourself. Have a person do it. You're going to hurt yourself. Or just shoot lasers or something. We're in the future. Let's go. Yeah, actually, we should have laser shavers at this point. Yeah, I think that's... 
probably what they're doing is like he can get a closer shave with a straight razor so he's using that so that way there's like less of a chance of hair coming off of him but they could have been like here's the tiny little flamethrower that shoots all the hair and then you don't even have like any well, any you have possibility. a giant scar where your beard used to be uh, <laughs> you gotta have a giant scar if you're using the close shaver straight razor the the straight laser Ooh, <laughs> that's how you make it future you make it a laser it's not even actually a laser they just call it that that's just the name tiny little lightsaber they just across here something that not a nitpick but i just i couldn't stop thinking about it from the very first time i saw him the director guy the guy who actually did the murder every time he was on screen i thought he looked like albert Hitchcock. like the way that he bit, stood yeah. and the way he to- spoke he just gave me alfred hitchcock vibes I well, thought it was the doctor. Was th- yeah, one thing I was thinking about too is like the uh, the director and also like the lead janitor were very similar to each other. Oh almost, yeah, the like, lead janitor. Yeah. Was nice. I was gonna say like they're almost they looked very similar. Like they're both overweight older men. It's almost in the same sense of like Vincent and his brother, who's a detective in a sense. Like they're both very similar to each other. Are they? I thought they looked completely different. I thought they looked similar. I mean, they're old fat people. Am I in the? They're both old what? fat people. They're all just old. No, fat Vincent fat and his brother. Oh, Vincent and his brother. Oh, well, no, I'm saying like. To kind of show, like, oh, I didn't um, think they looked anything alike. Yeah, yeah, that's did. what I'm saying. Okay, I was like, am I, am I dumb? No, no, no. Uh, well, I was say, like, Vincent and <laughs> Anton didn't look anything alike. Yeah, okay, but, like, okay, okay. Yeah, the lead janitor and the lead, the lead director. Yeah, of yeah. Gattaca, I they, agree. They looked similar. I, I thought it was the doctor at first, and then I thought it was the janitor. Actually, I don't know. You might bring this up. I thought the janitor did it for a couple seconds when he grabbed the cup from Vincent. I was like, ooh, and he's gonna plant it. Well, he technically planted it, but not. Yeah, he purpose. didn't. He didn't mean to. Just like. It, it's trash why you t- don't take that from my hand like yeah. is that one of those scenes yeah. oh here's actually a nitpick i just thought of this I, well, I thought about it through the whole movie since so much stuff has dropped it felt like that they were leading up to somebody setting up vincent for being the murderer yeah and there's all it these just, weird little small things left around and it doesn't happen yeah it just like i said it was a, a small subplot that they just kind of it felt like they just put it in the movie as an afterthought yeah just to grab tension and to push the plot forward yeah, yeah. or like but a it weird been, rewrite happened yeah yeah it might have been a weird because like it would have been really cool to like see like a whole like like oh yes i was the killer the whole time and all oh, of you just kept on looking at him i almost got away with it kind of if it wasn't for you pesky kids and that weird dog <laughs> yeah another thing that i don't know it always is just a weird thing it's not a nitpick for this movie specifically, I guess. But it's just in movies in general, whenever there's like a big ballroom scene, there's all this music going on. And in this one specifically, it really kind of stood out to me. They're dancing and it's a real, it's a still shot of the two dancing of Vincent and Irene. And it's probably 45 seconds or a minute of just the music in the background and them spinning around dancing slowly, slow dancing. The thing that I always think about in things like that is on the set, it must've been really awkward to film that because there's not music on set. Yeah, yeah. That's put in in post, so it's just a bunch of people in a room just shuffling around. Right, because you need the sound of their like stepping and stuff, so you can't like have music well, that you not even take that. Out. Uh, it's more of a they need the two main actors talking. Like in a lot of scenes like that where there's people in the backgrounds, uh, they're ad libbing it. Like they're not actually talking; they're just moving their lips like they are talking to each other. Yeah, they're just pretending to talk. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a lot of those microphones are sensitive enough that like, they need to just pick up the main actors. But that's why they can't have music. That's why they can't have people in the background talking. That's yeah. why they have like the whole quiet on set thing is because they just can't have any of that. Yeah, they, they just, just need, need the main talking. Clean points. audio. Of yeah, the clean audio of them talking. And then they can put like, you know, the ch- our chattering of people talking in the background post-production. Same thing with the music. Yeah. So I always yeah. just think it's funny in those scenes because it must be so fucking weird and awkward on yeah. set. Actually, that kind of reminds me uh, when they're at the piano recital, uh, <laughs> it like really looks like they're going to hold hands and they just don't. Yeah, they just tease each other. Yeah. Is that is that a thing real people do? You just no. don't hold hands? No, if you're going to hold a hand, you hold a hand. But yeah. like, it, 
if you're in like sixth grade, if you touch someone's hand, they're gonna smile. So it's romantic if you're in sixth yeah, it, grade. It was, it was a weird '90s playful thing. Okay, okay. I'm I have no experience with that stuff, so sometimes I'm like, is that like an actual human being thing, or is that... <laughs> I know that implies I'm not a human being. Uh, That's classism, me. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Only the rich touch hands. <laughs> also, I don't ever want to be rich if being rich means that you just go and sit in a circle and watch a guy play piano. <laughs> it's have you just never listened I mean, to like someone solo play a piano? No. Like, I mean, it's amazing. It, no. I think if Dry were to go watch someone solo play a piano, he'd probably hope that there's other acts there and it would be in an auditorium where everyone's facing front. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do it, just have a stage. Don't be I weird. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's they, my. In, maybe like, he looked at it and it's like, it's a weird sci fi thing to have people like surrounding <laughs> him. Why would someone watch a piano? No, like, if what you're going to go to a piano option? recital, just have a stage. I, don't I just guess sit in that around sense. in a circle. It's weird. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's the focus. Mr. Twelve Fingers McGee. Yeah, so yeah, stage does that too. Fits more people. Uh, well, they don't want to fit more people. Then you get a lower class. Oh, you're right. <laughs> God, rich people. I know, rich people. Rich White. white. <laughs> we can't even say that because I think there's one that is black in the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a small handful of like ones that are like, yeah, we'll make our kid black. I don't think that's the choice. I, think- I don't think you choose that. I don't Maybe. think that's one of them. <laughs> you don't know. That's super racist if you could choose it and everyone just keeps choosing white people. Yeah, it would be. Well, it's one of those things that that's he says Hollywood too is like you. with the the people or with the ones or the children that they choose, they choose all of them to be right handed because they make that point of him saying like, well, I guess it makes sense they wouldn't make our genetically superior people left handed. Yeah, because being left handed is worse, Robbie. Yeah, is the- it right? <laughs> Haven't you read the Bible? That's the devil. Yeah. I don't know where in the Bible it says that, but apparently it does. It's probably that's what in the Bible. Say. Yeah, but the nun that was wrapping my fingers for writing left-handed says yeah. so. <laughs> Therefore, it has to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I in think some that's how all of it works. It's probably Scripture, Psalms 2.14. Everything in Psalms is a song. They have a song in Psalms that specifically <laughs> tells you being left-handed is bad. It's like... Jesus didn't want the lefties. <laughs> That's too rhythmic for a psalm. It'd be like, Jesus didn't want left-handed people. Jesus didn't want left-handed people. Because they wrote them for giant crowds of people who oh, don't have to have a rhythm. No, you need the claps in it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> didn't like left-handed How traumatized are you from church? People. I just uh. went to church a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my church was cool because we also played Christian rock. I also played Christian rock. Oh, we well, played Christian rock for them. Ooh. And it's like, da-na, da-na, da-na. Jesus, da-na, da-na, da-na. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? With the nitpicks that you were talking about, if I had to say like any nitpick is uh, that scene towards the beginning of the movie where like, the lead janitor is telling him like, to keep up with everybody else because he's going to show him around oh. like his microphone just weirdly like way lower he sounds like he's on the radio yeah, yeah. it was like it's so echoey yeah it's super echoey it sounds like he's on am radio and it's just like just that one scene wherever they have like bad mic quality and then yeah. everything else is fine uh, it's so much of this just feels like it was a director who didn't really know what they wanted from it kind of yeah because it seems like once again with like the even like subplots with just little... that don't go anywhere and then, or, like, the small little things that another director would be like, let's get a safety shot. Let's get a few more yeah. shots on this. Like, like the audio. The hair. And, like, the hair thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, And the funny thing about it, there's a, always a possibility they did those scenes multiple times with, like, for some reason, like, that was a scene that 
stood out. Like uh, he he just really wanted that hair. Oh wait, that reminds me. So at the end, uh, uh, Jerome gives him a nice little letter, and it's just his hair inside. He definitely needs more hair than what he gave him. I didn't. I think it was meant to be more like a memento, maybe. Maybe, but like Like this is me. I feel like it would be for hair in case someone's like, "Hey, I want to do a hair test," and he's like, "Sure." And then he like reaches in his pocket first and is like, "Let me grab my comb." (laughs) (laughs) I only give my comb hair to people. Well, I think that's one thing they were trying to show at the end of the movie too. Whenever like he just gives his own piss instead of giving uh, Jerome's piss to. The guy. I think it's he's just, just his dumb. Way of, yeah, he's just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's just his way of saying like he's done hiding. I I, I think he's just dumb to be quiet. <laughs> I think he he just had a mental re- relapse. In whatever the that script is. that they wanted it to be, he's done hiding. In reality, it was bad writing because it doesn't look like he's done hiding. Yeah, it just looks like bad writing. Yeah. And it is not the time to be done hiding because this is the most important part. <laughs> yeah, right at the end, you finish strong. Yeah, like that's hey. You finish turning around, flipping everyone off, going, "I beat you, bitches!" And then you trip over the finish line. You yeah. come on their face, not on the towel next to them. <laughs> like what? That, that's a weird. You okay? <laughs> like if they really want to do this, I don't think they should have done this because I think it would have ruined the ending. But they would need him to come back and then take a piss test, so that then he could be like, "Oh dang, I went to space, but I'm actually a degenerate." <laughs> Yeah, but then that would get rid of their whole point that they're trying to make and just yeah. twisting the plot around to make yeah. it happen. Uh, did you have any more nitpicks or general that's, comments? Um, I mean, the biggest nitpick of all is that they don't jump Gadga. Yeah, that's fair. Does that bring it down to a 5.5 for you? No, that's what bring you on, but that's what put it down to the 6.5. Okay. I stand by my score. I stand by it. That's fair. Well, that's my, I think my score is a 7 now. I think yeah. so. You went from an 8 to 7 now that we like, started talking about the nitpicks and you thought about it for a second. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this movie does suck. Again, <laughs> again my, like, my scores movie, are very yeah, arbitrary. The movie in general itself is good. It just has like a lot of really bad yeah. scenes. and like, has stuff. a it's, lot of 90s in it. Yeah, it has it a lot of 90s is... in it. It has a lot of weird cinematography. It has a lot of weird loopholes that they just never really close. Yeah. I guess. Another thing I'll say, I'm really glad that this is a 90s movie and not a current movie. Because I think they would have ruined a lot of the scenes if they'd made it nowadays, to be quite honest. They would honest. have had a lot of blockbuster action in it. Yeah. Would have had a lot of block- blockbuster action. Uh, probably would have been a lot more preachy about the classism that they talk about in it. Yeah. No, I think they would have actually lot- toned down the classism because Hollywood. Hmm, good point. Maybe? <laughs> well, Depends yeah. on who directed it. I yeah, guess. That, yeah, that is true. Yeah, like the alley scene, they would have had a super big chase if it was done nowadays. Yeah, that would have been a huge action scene. At the end, whenever the brothers are, like, trying to test each other, it would have been a fist fight where they fly off of roofs and hit cars. Yep. It wouldn't have been just a swimming race. Yeah, the whole chicken would have been a completely different game. Yeah. Actually, wait, I just remember, they did the Blood Brothers thing at the start, and Anton chickened out. I just realized. Yeah, he yeah. didn't do it. Well, I think that part of what that was is because, like, he was... Um... He felt like they did the blood. He was saying if he felt if they did the blood brothers thing at the beginning, maybe a little bit of his good genes would go into him, kind of thing. So that was his way yeah. of trying to say like, I want to be better. Like, give me some of your blood to help me be better. And then him saying no. Also, is that's that how, that's how I took that scene? Is, at least. is that just a thing kids do? Blood brothers? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a bonding thing back in the nineties. I know that terrifying. a few like, people that I knew when I was younger did the whole blood brother thing. I never did du- during the AIDS epidemic. Um, I mean, I mean, I wasn't fair, born yeah. during the AIDS epidemic. I was gonna say, was to be fair that. though, I don't think like middle school kids are were quite as worried about the AIDS yeah, epidemic. Really like, that AIDS. just sounds gross and weird. Maybe because I take a, I've taken a health class. I that's why I think that. But <laughs> what's health? What's health class? Uh, it's where they tell you not to have sex. Uh, you probably like take one too, but they probably called you. They called it something different. 
I no, had... That, that sounds like health classes. It sounds like the same exact health class yeah. I had. The health class that I had was only in high school because of the whole schooling situation in my life. But I had it, and it was just about how you shouldn't have sex also. And then they told me that I have to pretend to be angry. So I picked up a chair and threw it across the class. And then they told me I couldn't come back. That seems fair. They told me to pretend like I was angry. Uh, that's too angry. <laughs> that That's furious. That's not angry. That's where you... Now you, you taken, sound like that. You should have yeah, taken a theater that, class first, actually, is what it sounds enough, like. Weirdly enough, another, <laughs> another movie, like, say what you will about it, it has the most ac- accurate health class scene I've ever seen in my entire life was uh, that movie Mean Girls, wherever he does that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. All right. So, like, there's a scene where she's like, I didn't go to health class that day, and I'll never know quite what I missed. And it goes back to the health class, and he, it's the, a gym teacher sitting in front of the class Always. going, don't have sex, because then you'll get chlamydia, and you will die. Do not have sex in missionary. Do not have sex in doggy style. Just, just promise that you won't have sex, okay? Everybody grab a condom. Like, that's <laughs> pretty much health class. And there's another uh, another great movie that has a sex class, sex ed class. Eighth grade. That's the name I of the movie? I haven't seen that one yet. That's the name of the movie. Oh, we got to watch that at some point. Uh, is it cringe? Because I'm not too Cringe? Good. Yeah, like cringe humor. No, it's it's like, it's not, there's comedy scenes in it, but it's not. Like that kind of movie. Okay, it's not like it really uh-oh, gives you the, the feeling kids of stole that age. the panties. No, it's not. That okay, kind of good. Movie, no. I hate it's like definitely that not kind that of movie. <laughs> no, which I is... guess even if I hate it, we could still watch it, and then I'll just talk about how much I hate it. It but... is a movie that makes you feel like you're that age again. I don't and know it if I want to feel, feel like I'm that age again. It makes you feel so awkward. I love it so much. Directed by Bo Burnham. Really good. Oh, he's the guy who sings. Yeah, he yeah. wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. and he had actual people that were of the age starring it. We're not even talking about the movie that we watched now, though. Yeah. No, but I think we're done. Pos- very enjoyable movie. Very glad I watched it. Hopefully I remember it. I'm not great at remembering. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I'm going to remember this one in a month or two. I think it's, besides Gattaca, it's not going to stick in my memory very much. It kind of stuck in my memory because, like I said, I was looking for movies to watch for this one, and I remembered I saw this movie a long time ago, and I enjoyed it. So I figured we'd watch it this time around. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't regret watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. It's a flawed movie, but still a good yes, one. So flawed. Very 90s. Yeah. So 90s. 15 seconds, Robbie. Last thoughts. It was, once again, good movie, but a flawed movie. I would recommend watching it, but don't expect the greatest thing ever. E, 15 seconds. Uh, seeing so many naked men was quite an experience. Gattaca. 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 That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> we have some fun stuff coming up. It's December right now. We have three holiday movies coming your way for our next three episodes. Yeah. For one of them, we already know what it's going to be. For the other one, I haven't told them what it's going to be. Uh-oh. And for the third one, we're going to come to that together. But they're all going to be Christmas-themed because that's just going to be fun. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.